0: Everybody, welcome to Frame Trap, a show where we excitedly talk about video games and whatever crazy things Hubert just has to bring. Excitedly now. Excitedly oh, now. All right. Yeah. We're excited. <laughs> right, we're here. Right. We, I'm excited because of of something very special that I have to talk about, which we'll get into very shortly. But first, introductions are in order. Right next to me, mm-hmm. the ever lovable Michael Hubert. Hello. Oh. What's what's this? What is this? This what's is this the mean? monster among men. Okay, yeah. is this a wrestling thing? This is. Oh. Okay, this is
1: Braun Strowman. He had a hell of a year. Okay. Okay. He uh he he came in to WWE in like 2015 or 14, 15 or so. Uh, he was part of the Wyatt family, which was this like crew. You're like obsessed with the Wyatt. Family. The yeah, the Wyatt family. So it was like four of them. They used to wear these freaky like sheep masks and like gas masks and like used to like abduct people and like do these demonic rituals (laughs) was it was it love at first sight yeah (laughs) the Wyatt family was a 10 out of 10 okay so then he like splintered off and for the last like little over the last year or so he's just had an incredible solo run of just doing crazy crazy destructive gimmicks yeah like Throwing over ambulances, bringing down the rafters, putting people through tables—just like insane things. So, I like he's gonna have a match at WrestleMania. There's hype, and then like he just so like put this shirt on the WWE shop, and I bought it on sale like during the last pay per view. I was like, I gotta support him because when you buy <laughs> merch from wrestlers, you you really are voting with your dollars because like they get a percentage, and then the people who sell the most merch, just like straight up get the most tv time and the most
2: hype it's like
1: is it is kind of a competition is that just
2: like a known thing or is that something that wwe like says they never
1: say it but it's interesting yeah it's a known. that's kind of cool though thing yeah so like when you go to an event like i went to raw like a like a month ago or so like a month and a half ago when you go to the event you see like you go to the merch store and it's just like the top couple people wow. of like their their items there sure because so. in most
2: of popular culture if you play a character or are a character and someone buys a toy of you you don't yeah. get anything yeah. <laughs> like, Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yep so that's cool yeah
0: good for them. today you're rocking uh, as a coaster this isn't going to play super well in the audio version but uh, we have a resident evil 2 coaster the greatest coaster ever made made out PS1 of one box art yeah. yeah
1: it's the greatest
2: it messes with my brain because it doesn't open, but it's just like all I want to do is crack it open and take out that
0: little mini disc. That's I know. <laughs> Resident Evil 2 on GameCube. Oh, it's I like... want to do it. A man who needs no introduction right next to Michael Huber, Brandon Jones. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, you seem like you're you're peppy today. I have been on Frame Trap in a dog's age. I know. I always get nervous <laughs> because you you have so much going on. Right. You had all these
2: projects well, you're trying to do. This and... will be an interesting Frame Trap tra- trap test because I have nothing new to bring to this table. Yeah, I have, I have you game don't, you've no games. About, but it is a game that I have played before.
0: My theory is, based on the lineup of games that we have, you have a lot to say. We'll see if I'm, that theory oh, holds true.
2: Give me, yeah, give me the news. Yeah. Talk to me about yeah. games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I am your host, Ben Moore. I think I've had too much caffeine. I think that's a lot of where this, this style is coming from. I uh, had a blast of coffee, and now I'm drinking a Coke. I've had an espresso and a coffee. Yeah, we'll so see. I would have a
1: good
2: two and a half hour crash from Ben I'd love like the last 20 <laughs> minutes of this podcast. You're just like, you're kind of leaning into the E-mails. mic. Emails. Uh, but you know, yeah. Nino Cooney's
1: out in like five
0: days. Okay.
1: Solemn. The review is done for Michael
0: Dami. In fact, yeah. by the time you are watching this, the review is probably up and he's probably already given it an 11. So go watch that if you haven't.
2: Uh, uh, spoilers. Yeah. He liked it. Did
0: he? But how much? How much? How much? much?
2: Do you? Yeah, I know it.
1: Can't say it. Can't, can't. Moving on.
2: (laughs) It's a good video.
0: video Moving on. All right. uh, (laughs) It's been a wild ride, Easy Allies. In fact, by the time you watch that transition, by the time you watch this episode, we will have celebrated live our second anniversary. It's been two years.
2: Kicking off the celebration, people are going to Disneyland today, Sunday night we're having a concert, yeah. Monday night, uh, Tuesday night we're having a stream, and Wednesday's the actual anniversary, so it's a, it's all sorts of stuff.
0: It's not that when I started this I was like pessimistic and I was like, no way, this will last two years, but I didn't have like two years in mind. All I had in mind was like, oh my god, what's happening? Every like, just day chaos. is a gift. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Perfect way to frame it. And so my simple question for you before we get rolling on into the games is... What has changed about you? What has changed about you, Michael Huber, from from day one to two years later? Jeez, it's a tough question. It's Very tough question. question. Um, yeah, same to you, Brandon. So you can get to start thinking.
1: I in two years, I'm way more confident
0: in my writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say that I think your reviews now are, have gotten better too. I've seen you. the improvement. It's thank awesome. You. Yeah, I yeah. feel a lot more
1: confident writing. I write faster and i just have more confidence when i'm doing it i don't second guess myself as much um yeah i try to stop and think a little more maybe than i did a couple years ago like i'm very i'm a very impulsive person Mm -hmm. but uh i think i i I pause now just for a fraction of a second versus not pausing or thinking at all
2: (laughs) There's a fraction. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just, just one. We'll get that up to a half a second by your three. <laughs> yep.
1: Um. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You remind so me, you know, like Mark true. Ruffalo is like the spoiler guy of the Marvel universe. Like he's always in interviews and they're like, oh, Mark, yeah. you're not, so, oh, yeah. you're like the Mark Ruffalo of like Easy Allies. <laughs> I'll
0: take that as a compliment. I run. think that is a huge compliment. Yeah. No, yeah. I would like no, to no, be, no, that, is, that is a good compliment. I love Ruffalo. You wear that the like a badge of honor. I love it. Mark Ruffalo is a charming man. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Michael Huber is a charming man. <laughs> Brandon Jones, what's changed with you, man?
2: Uh, boy, all sorts of stuff. I think the big thing that I always come back to is when we first started, the idea of, like, let's do as much as we did at Game Trailers as possible. Let's let let's yeah. let's, ha- let, let's just completely do the magic trick. Uh-huh. You know, it's the same thing. You know, we were like, wait a minute. There's no countdowns. and What's happening? And just being like, let's maintain as much as we can. Uh, and I'm like, the second we show people this garage, they're going to be tuned out. They're just like, I can't watch this. I, I can, I'm only only watching them on a stage. I want to see them in a garage. And just that change in perspective of what we... What our audience wants us to deliver, what what we can do outside of that that they'll be into, you know, like exploring things that were not promised via Patreon, that were not a part of GT, you know, when that was a thing. Um, just that were completely new Easy Allies creations that, that our audience was not given any buffer on, that we're not, we just dropped it on them. You know, like Don showing up and doing his own specials, doing stuff like Hall of Greats, Gundam Building, Fiasco Um uh, it's been really fun to do that stuff and as time goes on, get more confidence in trying things that are strange and new and not feeling like, the, you know, we're going to be abandoned by our audience because they're like, I, I, I give you money for a very specific thing and I don't know what you're doing now, but it's not uh, not what I wanted. It was very scary when we first started because I'm, I, was, I got paid by Viacom for a long time and then I got paid by Defy Media for a long time. And so it's like, as long as I just keep these people happy, I can keep my job. And the idea now where it's like, no, people are going to be giving us money directly just right. absolutely terrified me. I was like, oh, no. And so I, it's I definitely It's still terrifying.
0: It is anyway. still terrifying.
2: Yeah. Uh but uh it uh I just have a different attitude about it. Much more positive attitude. Mm-hmm. L- more confidence in striking out and doing the unusual sure. than I did before.
1: Yeah, it's hard to put in words for me too. But like I was so self-conscious. I'm always self-conscious. Like making my show is like the most stressful thing I do. Yeah. It's like every single week it never stops. It's this never-ending thing week after week after week after week. And like capturing footage for it and just it, trying to think of ideas but i don't str- i don't stress nearly as much as i used to over it because i feel like now i'm speaking to people directly instead of just speaking out into the air like there's always going to be haters i always get those bitter mean-spirited comments right people always will like tweet mean things at me but it's like, I, may, I don't make things for them, I guess. I try to just make things for the people that are going to hold on to it and love it. So Absolutely. if I speak to
0: one person and I make their life better, like, that's
1: worth it. so
0: Yeah, I really want to to echo that. And I, I commend you because that is something that I've noticed has changed with me as well. Mm-hmm. I am also a very deeply self-conscious person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can get to a point where, like, you're like, oh, okay, I don't want to do this thing unless... I know it's gonna be good, and people are gonna be like, and people are gonna like it, and you yeah. just psych yourself out. And I've learned to adopt a process of even if something is a failure, even if it crashes and burns, like the world doesn't end. It doesn't yeah. stop there. It's not over for me. You. you can still take that and be better yeah. the next time. Like, and just because you've had a couple of good things happen doesn't mean they're always going to be good. And just kind of learning to roll with the punches and understand that every single thing can instruct you on how to move forward.
1: Yeah, it's like this brutal cycle because, like, you doubt right. yourself when you put something out there, right. and then when you read that one negative comment, mm-hmm. you're like, I knew this was going to suck. <laughs> it sucks. Right. They're right. God, they're right. Like, So, so that's why... I, Comments are so brutal and it's so hard because like when you already are making something and you have that doubt and then you read that it it hurts so much. So right, I, I've I'm not perfect at it, but now you know after doing this for a while, it's like focus on the good comments, focus on the the people that that are. Getting more out of it, you know.
0: Yeah, and I also think there's there's a lot of value in that negativity because it's like it's still an emotional response. I saw this talk recently. If you want to look it up, it will. It's a very good talk. It's by uh, like the head designer of Magic: The Gathering. He's like 20 years of being the head designer of Magic: The Gathering. Here are 20 points that I learned. And he said when we would solicit feedback from players on cards, he said, is it better to have a sea of sevens or 50-50 have people give something a one and then the other half give it a nine? He said, which is better? He said, the second is better because if you have a sea of sevens, no one really feels anything. Mm -hmm. Like it's fine and it's just accepted. It's much better to have some people love it to death and some people hate it because they care about it. Mm -hmm. Like you have to care a lot about something to hate it. You have yeah. to be invested in it. And like so, Hearthstone? <laughs> I, I think as a human being, it's natural to want to be like, oh, okay, people hate this. It's, it's wrong or it's bad. And that's not necessarily the case. And so <laughs> learning how to process and evaluate all that stuff uh, yeah. is good. And I think allows you to build confidence if you can frame it in the right way. But enough psychotherapy Psycho. for the day. <laughs> We, uh, I'm super excited because I got to spend, uh, Mm. on Wednesday, Mm. three hours with the new God of War. And, you know, it's funny because I think a lot of people, um have talked about this game and they're worried that it's going to try to ape the last of us, or it's going to lose the identity of God of War, or, or it's not going to be there in the way that they remember and love. And I, it like resident evil four, for me, this is a game that feels completely different top to bottom, but understands exactly what God of War is, and that DNA is, like, pulsing through it the entire time. It is the best of both worlds uh, in a really beautiful way. And it was hard not walking out of that demo being incredibly excited and saying to myself, like, wait a minute, am I just, was that just a good demo? Am I overvaluing this? And and very immediately thinking to myself, like, no, like I can think to all of these specific things that point to this being a cool special game that people should experience whether they're a fan of God of War or not. And before I go on any farther, I just want to say I'm going to go out of my way to not spoil story elements. And I do want to say... A huge reason for that is because there are very exciting things that happen immediately in that game that I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spell that stuff out. I'm going to be talking about tone. I'm going to be talking about mechanics, mostly, uh, and and things around that. But I will go out of my way to not spoil any specific story stuff whatsoever. However, I know a lot of people are looking forward to it, so if you don't want to hear any more talk about God of War, there are timestamps in the description, and you can skip all of this. Skip... Before, yeah, Huber (laughs) Huber skips, yeah, gets out of here. Before I ramble on any farther, Huber, yeah, God of War means a lot to you. Mm -hmm. It's a big series for you, and you're very much looking forward to this game. Yeah, what's kind of your headspace at it right now? What do you want out of it? What are you looking for? I'm looking for fatherly
1: emotions. I'm looking for. The human side of Kratos, you know? He has done a lot of very, very intense things. Uh, If you look at God of War 3, you know, that like... It's almost to the point of being irredeemable. And I want to see how they can make me care about Kratos and... You know, make me invested in his story... In a way that I haven't been invested before. Like I want I want it to take it to another level. Cool. Because even like God of War Three, you know, like can we spoil God of War Three? Like <laughs> anyway, God of War Three, he does some insane stuff. I think that's all that needs to be said. Yeah, really. he does yeah. some insane stuff. Bloodlust, rage, <laughs> revenge. So I'm looking for the more
0: I would argue he also does that in the other God of War <laughs> <laughs> <Of> 3. <right, course, laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. but
1: three is like a whole nother. Right, level. sure, sure. So. I think that's fair. Um, so yeah, I'm looking for, uh, for, uh, human Kratos.
0: I want to talk about that emotion, um, Mm -hmm. and that character, uh, but Jones, what does God of War mean to you and what do you want out of the new one? Uh,
2: I really like God of War. I have not played a lot of those games just because I played one and I played three and I think I played part of two. Uh, oh, two is a
0: very special game to me. I mean, two is like, two is my favorite. (laughs) Amazing. I don't, Uh, I haven't played it in a very long time, but. But yeah. it just
2: it, it it I wouldn't say they were like samey because they're you know that series has darted around in all sorts of crazy directions It certainly like made the most of the the subject matter in that you know you know mythology like that it could, um, but uh, which is never something was not a series I felt like it would go back to to um, for for new experiences. It was like I think I got my fill of, of like the, the the stuff I had with God of War, but when I look at the new God of War, the the grizzled veteran that wants to wants to put their weapon down or their skill down that is often required in emergency situations that they are extremely good at but don't necessarily like doing but they just ha- they either grew up doing this thing or just have this natural innate ability and then are like dragged in one last time like Logan Last of Us John Wick like I John Marston I just love <laughs> that story I like yeah. it's it's That is an instant win for me. Unforgiven. Just this vibe of him, you know, being quiet and, and like, he's, he's a bad teacher and the kids in a weird position to learn from him. And so they both kind of have to deal with each other and their imperfections. And, this crazy dangerous new world like when we first saw that trailer and he's like yeah you're, he's like this is not a background he's looking out in this world that you explore I was like, don't you tease me <laughs> like,
0: don't, uh, don't you dare
2: get my expectations to a place they should not be <laughs> it's so
0: funny that you you bring up Logan uh, because I didn't even think about it but all of the things that that movie does well from what I've seen in this game so far the game also does all of those things well and I think what I get frustrated when with is I want series to pivot. I want them to try new things. I want them to grow and expand. But I don't think that can come at the the expense of, like, all logic. Like, if Kratos is going to be more emotional, that's awesome. But you can't have Kratos, like, giving super long monologues and, like, getting really in touch with his feelings because that's not Kratos. You can't have somebody who's had all of this history and ignore that. And that's what's so brilliant about this game is... Not only are they in a different place, but the mythology that we're dealing with is entirely right. different. Like, the factors at play, the characters, everything. You're, you're taking this character that was established here and you're putting him in a brand new world, but you're not forgetting all of the stuff that happened to him. And they've just upped their game in order for that to work. There are moments... There's a lot of quiet in God of War, but they convey so much just by how Kratos is moving around or the way that his face and his eyes are communicating things. Like, this game is just so big beautifully directed because when they want us to feel something, they call attention to it without the need to be like, hey, this is what Kratos is feeling right now. Even with his son, his son is definitely uh, a lot chattier than Kratos, but the way that they interact makes sense for Kratos. It's, it's not like, oh, okay, because Kratos is, is a dad now, he's going to be completely different. It's, How would we take this character that we already know and have him make sense in that situation? Um, And I think that's so good. Uh, The way that Kratos deals with secrets, like what do I tell, what don't I tell, both to you, the player, and to his son, I think is just so remarkable, and it does... Such a good job of teasing you along, of constantly telling you like, hey, no, we have some bombshells to drop on you, but along the way, we're going to give you scenes with Kratos by himself, with Kratos and his son, that really make you care and make you invested. I Like, that three hour, like, I love God of War 2. I think God of War 2 is an amazing game, but I think God of War 2 is an amazing game because of how perfectly it captures the idea of spectacle, mm-hmm. um, and how good it is at throwing you into situations that you can't even believe are happening. I think what I've played of God of War is so remarkable because of how much I care about what's happening and how much I want to see it through. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to know what's going on with Kratos. I I need to know. (laughs) And I am amazed. And the quality of the writing and the the framing of the story is what's making me care. It's not my attachment. It's not that I've played most of the other games. It is what you are setting up in the scene at this moment. Uh, to make it matter. I think that's so cool. But what I also want to talk about is I think a lot of people are worried that this won't feel like a God of War game. Hmm. Um, I was playing some God of War Ascension last night, and mm. say what you will, but that that combat is like pretty interesting. Uh, You have to deal with building up a meter and that unlocks additional moves when you build it up and you have all these different elements like there there is a complex action game there and The new God of War has that complexity. I had the biggest smile on my face the first time I took the axe and knocked somebody up in the air and started doing an air combo and it's like no like (laughs) This is it like this is that (laughs) game and how smooth it was and how well it ran and how many different types of enemies that they threw at you, but it doesn't just feel like God of War Light or God of War Dumbed Down. Like, the way that they use the axe and your son is so cool in the combat mechanics because it... it, I keep bringing up RE4, but it reminded me a lot of RE4 where, like... You know what's cool about RE4 and I think why people get so attached to the combat is because it doesn't like sit there and, and spell it like, oh, man, if you shoot this part of the body, this thing will happen and put them in this state where you can do this thing. Like there's just sort of natural discovery yeah. where they give you enough visual cues. Those where you can headshots, do the stagger, the roundhouse. Right. Yeah. Right, and so as everybody knows, in God of War, you can throw this axe. You can throw this axe, and the things that you can do with it, like where you hit them, uh, how you can, so you can, like, throw it and hit them, and it'll fly past them, and then you can recall it, and it will hit them on the way back. And so you can set up, like, really cool situations where it's like, okay, they're all lined up, I'm going to hit them front to back, uh, and also... There are a lot of times where maybe you won't want your axe equipped and you're going to want to use your bare hands because they have a health gauge and a stun gauge. And your bare hands will build up the stun gauge much faster. Very cool. And also, your boy, he's going to be having his bow and arrow Mm -hmm. and he's going to be shooting and that builds up the stun gauge. And so, if you can fill up their stun gauge, you get the God of War finishing move. Nice. Um, And so, he's really.
1: Rip a dude in half.
0: Right, exactly. Just ripping a dude in half. Nice. Uh, Great. That's in there. Perfect. That feels really good. Better be in there. <laughs> Staple, uh, and <laughs> it's you feel like you have a lot of options immediately, and that all of them feel good. And I, you know, I played like I said about three hours. I would say like every 30 minutes, it we're, felt like there was a big new enemy that I was fighting. And then it's like, okay, we're going to introduce the enemy and then we're going to put it in this group. And now we're going to put it in this group. And each time it was like, okay, I have to kind of like change what I'm doing here. That's what's and so that's great really about good. God of War 2 yeah. and,
1: and 3 is the constant new enemies. I love that yeah. stuff. Like new enemy variety, always like kind of a mini boss will come out like a big troll or a big like Hydra or whatever it, whatever it may be. Chimera or something. I love that stuff. Uh, were you gaining XP? I certainly was gaining okay. XP. Yeah. Because yep. they said the. I remember <laughs> they said there's
0: no red orbs, but right. you were gaining...
1: You're getting. You just gained straight up XP, or
0: so there. There are a couple of different systems at play. So you're gaining XP, mm-hmm. and you can spend that on different things. Uh, you can like put that into your axe and get new stuff there. You can also dump way. it into the Max boy and his bow. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're going to want to use the axe. Uh, there's also a crafting system. Cool. So I'm not going to expo- spoil the, the specifics of it, but after a certain point, you're going to be able to craft. And okay. uh, you, although there's not red orbs, you're constantly getting this currency oh, okay. that you can dump into cool. those systems. Cool, um, cool. I, yeah,
2: I, I, I was just, just uh, commenting on the combat. I really like when you have a big weapon in a game and you can send that weapon out but still fight while that weapon's not in your hands anymore. Yes. Like, I, like obviously, like, Disney Infinity's on a much lower combat tier as far as videos and games are concerned. But, like, I loved when I was fighting with Captain America, like, throw the shield out and then just keep punching people and then... And the shield will come back and now I'm fighting with the shield again. And, like, it's fun. Like, when you throw a lightsaber or what... You know, I just love that idea of, like, you know, you... Um, and I'm assuming, like, does he, he just... Gets in with the fists with combos and stuff like that, once he doesn't have the axe, like, yeah, if and you throw the axe and it sticks in a wall, he's just going to do fisticuffs until you call right, that back. Correct,
1: cool. correct. Did you crush anyone's head? Um, <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> I, cru- I there's
0: definitely a lot of ripping, ripping and tearing it happened a lot. Definitely, I don't remember definitely. crushing, <laughs> okay, on the other way. but there was a lot of violence, so I could be missing some head crushing. I just I re- got remember it, I just ripping. ripping.
2: I can't wait till it comes out and you get the tweet from Huber, like, head crushing confirmed. Like, head oh, confirmed. Okay. Yeah. okay, everything's safe, yeah.
0: Um, But Jones, what you were describing, uh, and I think, like, we talk about God of War spectacle, right? And when I think about the God of War series, the the moments that really speak to me are the quick time events. Like, I remember in God of War 2, I will always remember... Like early on, sticking that dude's head in the door yeah. and just smashing <laughs> that thing over and over, or God of War three poking out eyes, or yeah. all of these all of these moments that are like very set up, and it's like, Dude. hey, look at this! Wow, in the new God of War, you have crazy moments like that. You do. They they happen and they're fun, but what I was getting really excited about is exactly what you were describing, where you'll see a guy on a ledge be like, I'm gonna throw my axe. It goes into his head, this like gushing orange goo shoots out of him and then you're like, now I'm gonna go over here. (laughs) So you shoot him and your son's like, okay, dad, and he's shooting him and you're just beating the ever-loving hell out of him and those moments are like you're doing them. You feel like you have so much control and all of it is so intuitive and smooth and easy to do. Like, you're going to be able to see, like, badass YouTube clips of people who do crazy things with that axe. And that is because of how good and how simple mm. they made it to use. And I really commend them for doing that. Like, the combat is fun. Nice. Um, for sure. So, yeah, I'm really Hype. excited about this game. Hype, dude. Hype. It's, it's, oh, it's,
2: it's funny getting the attitude of uh, the gameplay and obviously Kratos' mindset. When you go into a room, there's, like, the big guy, two bigger guys next to him, and then, like, Mm -hmm. six small guys. And you, like, take out the big guy, the two small guys, and the other five... And then you're like, "Is there one?" You look over and there's just that skeleton in the corner of the room, like, "Uh," <laughs> you're like, right. "Come here, buddy." <laughs> like, I love that vibe. Of just like, hmm, "What could I yeah. do?" Right. For, oh, so many options. Can't yeah. get <laughs> my mind. Reminds me of
0: like, uh, the the yakuza heat. Like when you got one you guy run, and you're on. like, "What? How am I going to use the heat <laughs> action to mess up wall. this guy?" Yeah, yeah. Um, the last thing. Well, no, two more things. Uh, the, the second to the last thing that I want to talk about is I want to talk about the puzzle solving mm-hmm. um, and how impressed I was with it. I don't, I don't want to ruin too much, but your axe, when you throw it, it can cause... It, ice comes out of it, and it can cause things to freeze in place. And there are a lot of times with action games, and I, I even think about the Uncharted series, where... A lot of times I feel like the puzzles aren't interesting enough to justify mm. themselves. No. Where it's like, okay, you needed a stopgap here. Like, you needed a thing to mix it in. But this is either, like, so tedious that I'm not having any fun, yeah. or it's so inconsequential that I feel insulted that you're making me ask this. Um, and it's funny, because I was playing God of War Ascension, and I actually think, like, the Heal Decay thing, God of War Ascension, was handled pretty well. Um, and this actually kind of reminds me of that, where... The puzzles that I was doing, it's not that they were hard, but they felt really clever. Yep. Where you would kind of go through this process of like, okay, I have all these things that I can play with. I need to play with that one, see what it does. Okay, now I know what that thing does. I'm going to go play with this thing, see what that thing does. Okay, I know what that thing does. And then once you played with everything, you could kind of piece it together. And that thought of going through the slow process of putting it all together felt really (laughs) satisfying. It didn't take that long. It wasn't tedious. It was just kind of a nice little, like, ah. You know yeah. how I am with puzzles. Yeah. But
1: Resident Evil and God of War undoubtedly are my favorite puzzles in games. Because, like you said, they're clever, they're complex, but they're never... I'm yeah. never going to beat my head against the wall trying to figure them out. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's a great balance of, like slow down the pace a little bit figure this out and move on without like having to you know move a million things and, sure. yeah. and crunch some numbers or i just I, they get the balance down really well in,
2: in a way it's like another form of exploration it's mm-hmm. kind of the same as like walking into a new room and just exploring that seeing where the enemies are or mm-hmm. like getting into a big wide open environment and then deciding like do i want to go to that village or that cave or that you know clearing and take out some of those enemies it's just like the natural discovery and yeah it it, it uh, i'm always it's always, I always find it interesting when I finish a puzzle in a game where I'm like that was that I wouldn't say brain power was required to do that but I still right. enjoyed putting that together mm-hmm. you know like after you know the five10 minute process of just absorbing all the information like oh that goes there okay moving on and that felt good you yeah know? it's like that's that's yeah it's, creating puzzles in games is is uh, gotta be hard it's, it's not something it's not something that like I want to do where it's like oh I bet that's really easy <laughs>
0: um and I think it's interesting because I've I've played Kind of games like God of War, like action exploration games, where they, you can tell that, like, they include puzzles, but it's like, they're a couple and they're really spaced out. It felt like I was running into puzzles pretty often, Mm -hmm. but because of how well they were designed and how well they blended in and how they melded with combat, uh, it felt really good. Uh, It almost made me, like, kind of nostalgic Like it reminded me so much of like a Resident Evil Four or the old God of War games, where I'm like, it kind of feels good to play a game like this again that has this sort of balance to it, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that felt really interesting because I always hate it. In like, I don't know if you played Frozen Wilds, uh, Horizon. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember the puzzles where you like you have to look down and you have to like match the lines up? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I hate puzzles. That's well, that's not
2: exploration. That's trial and error. Right, exactly. You know, you're not what I, exactly. they want. What they want you to do is step back and be. I mean, like, there's some there's some numeric puzzles that are like that. Where I'm just like, oh, there's six numbers, and it's like, oh, there's a common. Screw this! And I'll just go to the first one and be like, this, this, no, this, this, no. Yes. that's it. All right, next one, this, yes. this, no, this. You know, so like, what they want, what what uh, Gorilla wanted you to do is step back and look at all the lasers and go, I think this connects to that one, and if I move that two degrees oh, and whatever, lasers. Where it's all, awful. All you're gonna do is just go to each thing you can spin, Huber, and just spin it until it. Wing, lights up, and then you move on to the next one. And then if that's not doing what you want to do, maybe go back to the one you Uh, did before, try the second option instead of the first one, and then go to the second one and shift, shift, shift.
0: Ian and I say this to each other all the time, where it's it's a puzzle where you know exactly what to do. It's just a huge pain in the ass uh, doing it. And in God of War... Once I knew what to do, it was done yeah. and i'm i I don't want to like praise the puzzles too much i don't i'm not gonna I don't think it's gonna blow anybody's mind or be extra crazy or anything but i I do appreciate that approach where it's like, okay, you get it now move on mm-hmm. um the very last thing that I want to say, and it's always it's always weird talking about graphics uh because it can be a, a tricky thing to articulate without sounding like a total fool um but there are sometimes I think when we play games I remember playing um like the Witcher three or the last of us, uh, come to mind where I saw him and I'm like, are these people wizards? Like, how do they do this? <laughs> this is like, you're telling me human beings made this world. Um, and everything from the forest that you're in to like the way Kratos gets scratches on his body, the detail in his like gnarly beard. Uh, all of it is incredible. Like, like, the way they zoom in, they're like, hey, this looks good, right? And you're, you're just sitting there going to yourself like, yes, yes, show me more. Uh, really, the environments, I think, in particular are just, like, you're going to walk out into some of these scenes and see a huge landscape. And you're going to be like, wow, I, it is such a joy getting to walk through this. But what always impresses me the most is when they do all this visual wizardry and you don't notice any drops in frame rate. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice a single drop at all <laughs> at any moment no matter how hectic it got. Uh and so that is amazing. <laughs>
1: Sounds like that it. That is amazing. How's that
0: HDR? Um how's that lighting? You know I actually don't know if we were playing in HDR cuz like <laughs> I didn't check the settings. Word. I'm sure I had it set up. Yeah, I, there was yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Kratos
2: looks interesting to me because in some ways you're like, yes, it's Kratos. Looks like Kratos. Acts like Kratos. Sounds like Kratos. Mm-hmm. The moves and everything. And at the same time, it's like, who is this guy? Like, it, like, it is a different looking person, right? Purely because of the power of that system, right. you know. Purely because it's like, no, he actually, you can really get crazy skin textures. It's not just like, yeah, he's white and he's got some red lines on him. Now it's like, no, it's actually like he's he's got like this, like, makeup, this, like, thing that's been applied to him that's, like, on top of his skin that you can see the details of. Kind of the lines that are kind of buried into his wrinkles now, and um, just fascinating to see him. It's so cool. I mean, it's it's like I wanted to get the Yakuza treatment where they just go back. It's like, can we just please on the PS4 go back and <laughs> right. re- remake all of those old games, like, make them look this good.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I, I think if you would have talked to me before I had played this new God of War, and you were like, what's your opinion on Kratos? I'm like... You know he's he's cool he's a he's a good vessel for that type of game and the the grandiose violence it presents how I feel about him after playing this is like, no, I really like that guy. I think I've always liked him. I think Kratos has always been a pretty awesome protagonist. And so it's like, I feel like it's going and like changing my memories of of how I felt about that character.
2: Like Logan, it's a really smart decision for the next chapter of that character. Yeah, It's really, really smart to be like, I'm going to put him in this situation, which is going to let him do a lot of the stuff you know him for, but at the same time is going to present him with a lot of issues and character relationships that you might not be familiar with. And just just the fatigue. I just am such a sucker for that. Just him like, all right, one last time. You know, like, I will never not sign up for stories yeah. like that. It's so satisfying. Especially after
1: God of War Three. It's like, all right, Kratos. Right. <laughs> time to retire.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and kind of speaking with that, uh, I, I want to bring up Metal Gear Solid really briefly. Um, because... Boy, that story really ends in Metal Gear Solid 4, and obviously Metal Gear Solid 5 takes place on the opposite end of the spectrum of that story, mm-hmm. but the thing that was kind of always nagging me about Metal Gear Solid 5 is like, and, and really how the Metal Gear Solid series carried itself on after certain points is, is it, it, it felt like it was adding stuff, but it wasn't contributing things, mm-hmm. right? 5, yeah. Um, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, if that makes any sense totally. Where, like they're dumping things on but it's not its not enriching this world or making it better it's just more BS yeah. <laughs> um, and playing God of War Ascension, which I'm enjoying uh, it's the only God of War game I haven't finished mm-hmm. and uh, I'm enjoying the combat I'm enjoying the puzzle solving I'm like enjoying the design but there's like almost no soul there like yeah. his fight against the Furies feels very thinly justified mm-hmm. like you're just kind of going through the motions yeah. uh, do you worry it's a long winded question but do you worry that, that God of War might be biting off more like than they could chew or that it it won't contribute to this character or this Absolutely world or not. go in the wrong direction no this is
1: a game with a vision mm. uh, this is a game with something to say uh, Cory Barlog has talked about him being a dad and you know there's some of that in God of War clearly uh, Ascension, would, you know, felt like a business decision mm. in a way. I don't want to speak for an entire company, of but course. It, it did feel like and that. a smart you know, one. Prequel. Make as many of those as you can. Exactly. You know, we, go nuts. We need another one. Let's have a prequel. Let's maybe add some multiplayer and because they added multiplayer in Ascension, mm-hmm. uh, which was actually pretty cool. Um, but no, this is a game. You had uh, lots of
2: games like Dante's Inferno and others that were just copying the, the whole format.
0: So it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, you know, if people <laughs> yeah. want these types of games. I kind of wanted to revisit yeah. Dante's Inferno. Yeah. It's, I mean it's like occupying it, like that. that interesting space where it's like how was
1: that really I would love a remaster of that Yeah that I would definitely I enjoyed go it back. But for the
0: same reasons I probably
2: would have enjoyed Ascension if I'd played it because <laughs> it's just a fun game it's just fun to you know Oh I would really shop, love to get your around. take
0: on on God of War 2 though Sure I would, I would put it the, on best. List. the best Uh I
1: feel like we we're interrupting you No that's pre- that's pretty much it I mean okay. it's it's a reinvention you know They clearly have
0: more to to tell for this character I I get worried anytime a game or anything, any property is like, this is going to be about being a dad because, and I think the reason for that is, is I I worry that sometimes, like I think having a child, I'm speaking from ignorance here, but I I think having a child is a life-changing experience. Mm -hmm. It's one of the biggest, if not like the biggest thing that can happen to you in your life being a parent. And it, I, I worry sometimes that it moves you so much that you're like, oh, man, I need to tell people like how crazy this is. And I think to the audience sometimes it's like, no, I, I know that like being a parent is tough and it's going to be trying. And so I, I think I worry that people are going to like beat you over the head with it yeah. and not treat the relationship between the parent and the child Like, they don't treat them like human beings. They treat them like a message. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about God of War so much, is, like, there are very clearly individual characters there. Like, you take the son away from Kratos, he's still got things going on with him. Like, he's still an interesting little kid that that is trying to work through some things. You take Kratos, and he's got some secrets that he hasn't told you that he's working through. And so there's still characters underneath that relationship, and I think that is...
2: Nice. I don't know why this just popped in my head because I just watched it on Netflix. But uh, uh, just saw Godfather, and it kind of like reminds me a little bit in that he's like doesn't want Michael in the family. He's yeah, like, no, right? Michael's just got out of. He's a war hero. He's we're doing fine. Business is great. We do not need his help. Like I do not want him involved. And like I'm, I'm hoping for a little bit of that. Of like. I'm going to teach you these things, son, because you need to know them. Like this right. is a dangerous world and you need to defend yourself. But like, I don't want you to turn into me at the same time. Like, I don't want you to be, I don't want this to jeopardize your values. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want you to look at at me as a role model, you know, and like, uh, I'm cur- I curious if that stuff comes up. Yeah. To me, the biggest sign with this one of the biggest signs with this game is just the title. Like when that came up, just God of War, I was like, Oh, here we go. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's called that, is it?
0: <laughs> you know, right. I I was really we'll I was really looking forward to this game before it was coming out because uh, I do like the God of War series so much. But it was like, I think there are a lot of games that are like I inevitably anticipate where it's like, Oh, like a new one of those. Sweet now this just feels so fresh and exciting that I am anticipating it on a whole different level mm-hmm. uh, of, of curiosity. I think for a lot of
1: people, it's just predictably amazing. Like, God of War is going to be awesome.
0: I think it's going to surprise people the ways <laughs> yeah. in
1: which it is amazing. Though. For sure, for sure. But, yeah. like, for people that are removed from it, that are not, like, analyzing the change, all the changes, Just sure. like, oh, another God of War. Oh, it's big budget. Oh, it looks great. Like. Right. That can be boring in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Just like, oh, another another Mario game. Like, another mm-hmm. Zelda game. Like, it, it's going to be great. <laughs> Sometimes and I think, though- <laughs> I think that can be boring for people. So yeah, there's, yeah. like, a, a rem- they're removed from the hype.
0: Yeah, there, there's definitely <laughs> a contingency of people out there and you saw this with Breath of the Wild, and there was there were a lot of people that had really valid and interesting arguments mm-hmm. about things they didn't like about Breath of the Wild. And then there were people that were like, you only care about this because it's Zelda. And it's like, well, no, you <laughs> we care about it for all of these reasons <laughs> yeah. that are underneath it that we're, we're trying to explain to the best of our ability. Uh and it's just like sometimes I feel like with that crowd, it's like, do you enjoy anything? Like, <laughs> do you just get you just get your jollies off being <laughs> like, well, this is big and successful, therefore, therefore it's not. I'm good. going to bend reality yeah. to tell you why you can't like it. I don't know. It just it's weird. It's like not. Yeah. A, it's, it's just not when a things are having. super popular.
2: But even yeah. but, but honestly, for me, God of War is not like. The number one game I want to get to this year, like mm-hmm. I, I will, I will hopefully play it before the end of the year if it's a, a goatee contender. But, huh. um, <laughs> but I want God of War to be good probably more than I want any other game to be good this year. I'm, I'm really anticipating Spider Man and Red Dead. I think they're yeah. going to be good. Uh, but with this, just like please be good. Please yeah. don't let it be some stupid thing that holds this game right. back.
0: And I can't, I can't wait. Until, like, God of War comes out, and then there's just, like, some dumb thing, like, 75% of the way through that ruins the game. No, 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 no. Who knows? No, He's, who knows? No. He's like, why's up in New York? What? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs>
1: Dracula? <laughs> Lightning shows <laughs> up. <right? Dracula. laughs> that would be... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that would be awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're on board. <laughs> you know, if Dracula not shows ruined, up... Not ruined for you. Yeah. Yeah. Not ruined for you. Not if Dracula for shows up, I'm in.
0: Uh... <laughs> The last thing that I want to say, really quick, is uh, I want to give a special shout out to the the voice acting, um, particularly with Kratos, but also with the son, and also with other characters that he meets. They, boy, they just chew up every scene that they're in. Like, I I, I find myself increasingly as I'm playing games, like really wanting to pay attention and hearing people talk, and then like kind of drifting away because it's like. Oh my God, like the way that this is written, like you're just repeating the same thing or you're not really getting to the point or you're not really capitalizing the emotion of this thing. not a problem in God of <laughs> War. like riveted because of how br- like they became those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I am easy. not a voice acting expert, but I do appreciate excellent voice acting and this was yeah. above and
1: beyond. That's excellent because uh, <laughs> different voice actor obviously for Kratos. Uh, which just happened with Life is Strange: Before the Storm, new voice actors, mm. but give them a chance. Yeah. You know, it's it's worrying, and uh, obviously, I'm a loyal person. I love when people continue to play roles throughout their career, but mm-hmm. you know, people move on to different projects, and unknown factors happen. Yeah. So don't condemn, you know, a, sure. a performance just because the actor is different. Like,
0: give it a fair shake. I- from what I've seen or from what I've heard so mm-hmm. far, Kratos does an excellent job. Cool. An excellent job. Excellent. We're going to move on to the other end of the <sighs> spectrum. Excellent. Brandon, so ready, <laughs> One to... month. One month. got Let's go. Tell me about a game that is so near <laughs> and dear to your heart that you are playing. Talk, about, you're, you're talk really... about moving
2: to the next timestamp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, along the lines That's of... what we're doing. Along the lines of intense bloodletting mythology... I've been playing lots of Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, a, an absolutely magical thing happened that outside of Builders is pretty unusual in my life. I'm going through a very interesting period with uh, my marriage, where I played Dragon Quest Builders on the PlayStation 4, and occasionally would pull Amanda aside and go, Amanda, look at this thing that I built. Look at this little area. This little joke happened. This one little character is so cute. You know, chapter two is all about like disease and 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 you know triage and and." Uh, the the battle against like the the forces of nature that you know try to you know um, uh, you know get in and, and poison people and kill them and uh, I was just like just actually there's lots of just different layers to this and I get the 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 kind pat on the shoulder from the spouse all right that's 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 nice honey enjoy that game I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> And she's seen so much of it, and then it comes out on Switch, and I play the entire thing again, showing her multiple parts of it. And then finally, when I'm ready to like put the game back on the shelf and move on to something else, I'm like, let me stream this, and I'll show it off to everybody. And she sneaks into the, the, the end of the stream, and completely unprovoked, just watching me the last 20 minutes of the stream, is like, I think I want to play this. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why, out of all the conversations we've had, of all the times I I, I showed you various elements of this game... This was it. This was finally the thing. And I was like, okay, she's going to get it, and she's going to play a little bit of it, but it's just not going to be her cup of tea. I mean, she's not... She does not have my job. She does not have a ton of times to play games. She feels very guilty when, you know... She got sick right after she got the game, and so she had a whole weekend where she was, like, you know, uh, bedridden with a cold. She was like, oh, well, I guess I just play Builders all day. And she's still going at it. She's in Chapter 3, and yeah, shes I think she's definitely going to see it all the way to the end. But it's been fascinating because... Uh, I like to. I like a lot of creative games. I like your little big planets, your, um, your Fortnites where you're doing Fort, you know, uh, building up walls and staircases and stuff. Builders, um, obviously, Dreams coming out later this year, and uh, Disney Infinity, and uh, so I enjoy that part of it, and I I really enjoy the the lore part. I think one of the I think the the number one thing about Builders that's so attractive to me is the fact that someone moves into your town with a distinct personality, who then is actively going to bed, getting up going into that store, making items, going over there, eating food, like, they're living in this world. And it's like the first game where it's like, I have someone, uh, since The Sims, where, like, I have someone moving in.
0: Sometimes that intent is, I think, accidentally and humorous, where, like, there there have been moments where I'm, like, trying to craft something or, like, move around a room, and they're like, get out of the way, man, like, yeah, I yeah. got a job to <laughs> do here, and they am just, like, beeline it and start hammering away. I, I think is cute.
2: Well, like there was, and, and going through and playing it a second time on Switch, there's one chapter where there's a a woman who lives in your town that's kind of creeped out by another guy that's there, and so I intentionally put their rooms at complete opposite ends of the, <laughs>
0: the, the you know,
2: the the base. Uh, and but it's it, it made me realize that like I don't know if this is true about all games that have a building component, uh, but certainly with builders. When you're going out in the world and you're getting these elements, like you find a building and you're like, oh, that's a neat house that guy lives in. And you just level it and just take all the the, the bathrooms and the stairs and all the materials and stuff. It's a game where you get to decide, of all the things that you're sifting through, what has value to you. You know, it's like you you defeated a golem. He dropped a table. Do you care? You know, like is that is that a cool table? You want to put that somewhere? You don't have to. You know, it's like you can just throw that in your inventory and just move on with the game. Um, there's a challenge for beating the first chapter in like four days or something, which means like you can't build anything. Like you literally like no one gets a room. <laughs> like no one's no one sleeps. Yeah. Like they just no they like don't even set up fortifications. Just like you know, run through that whole thing, thus completely shifting your priorities. And so it's interesting to see Amanda putting way more emphasis on something that I did not care about and then putting way less emphasis on something that cared, I care deeply about, which is, like, giving each member that comes into my town their own room. Amanda could care could not care less about, like, so, she – I was how, telling Ben before we came here, like, she has, she has a room in her base right now that looks like an earthquake, <laughs> like, disaster shelter that's just cots all in the ground. And she's just, like, <laughs> there, sleeping there. And, like, her room's, like, candelabras and the, the carpet and the,
0: as somebody who's played through Dranko's Billers now multiple times yeah. and has done everything in it, is it hard watching her go through the learning process? Do you want to be in, do you want to, like, are you trying to find ways to help out? It's mostly not overbearing?
2: satisfying. Like, most of the time I can kind of kick back and watch, but yeah. Like, and it's, it's funny because she's, Amanda's like very particular sometimes about like cleanliness, you know, about like, no, I want, I want this counter to be cleared. You know, she's funny about like when we eat dinner, she doesn't want phones on the table. Like, I don't want your iPad on the for table For a second, I couldn't like, tell I want... if you
0: were talking about Dragon Ghostbusters. No, yeah, 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 yeah. This <laughs> yeah. is
2: real life. <laughs> okay. But then she gets into the game and she'll, uh, one thing that she does that was fascinating that I, I didn't do a lot was the spin attack when you're resource gathering. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be kind of a fun thing to do in Minecraft to just like hold up a charge attack and then spin around and like two blocks around me in a circle will just all be destroyed.
0: Your way to farm for rupees.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, so she'll do that but then that produces a lot of these little articles kind of similar to Minecraft. How it's like the, the old Doom 2D image that like rotates as you look at it. Right. Um, and she'll collect like half of it and then just walk away. And I'm like, oh. "There's a pile of what ah! do you know, so yeah. like, she, I'll be watching her, and she'll like be heading out into the world. And on the horizon, all I can see are just little bits of dirt and you know, like chalk and like all these piles of crap that she's like, "I don't have room my inventory." She, you get a as you're familiar with Ben, you get an item called the Colossal Coffer that's cool because Minecraft doesn't have this. Where like, if you fill up your inventory and you can't hold that on yourself, it'll just throw it back yep. to your base, which doesn't make any sense logistically, but is is very appreciated in a game like that and her inventory fills up within hours just boom like she's like oh i don't what do i do and i'm like you build a chest in your base and you put stuff in it like you you organize just for 60 seconds your inventory and so like she'll be playing and then she's like i gotta go to the bathroom and she's like organize my crap just get to her like leave and i'm like all right like in the five minutes i have i'll just run around like you know these items the ore goes in here the food goes in here and
0: that helps your sanity
2: and that helps my sanity, yeah. But it's but it, it's it's uh, it's to me e- adds even more value to that game to see sure. somebody experience that beat by beat that's playing the game very differently than I am, still doing the same things, you know. To be like, oh, you're gonna like that character. That's a fun story beat. And then later, I'm like, what would you think? And she's like, meh. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> like I thought that was hilarious, but I get you know. So it's it's uh, it's a it's a gift, and I, and I bring that up not only just because of Builders and how obsessed I am with that game, but to have played this game twice. And then have my spouse play it and then be as into it as she is now and then experience it through, uh, through her eyes. As, uh, I don't know what I did to deserve it. It's wonderful.
0: It's so funny. Especially with
2: 2 coming out with co-op soon. Yeah. Oh. Like, she could not I be more am excited for excited that. I'm very excited for your marriage. Yeah. That
0: uh, it's so funny that you <laughs> say that buildings. because. <laughs> yeah. uh, Would you build that there? <laughs> Abby and I are playing through Metal Gear Solid right now, which nice. is the most important game to me ever. Mm. Uh, and we've tried to play it a couple times before and we were going to play it again and she was kind of nervous and I was like, why are you nervous? And she's like, well, I could just tell that like when things are happening, you'll like give me this look like trying to read how I feel and like, I can just tell it means a lot to you. So I don't the want pressure. to right the pressure. And so I don't want to, uh, I don't want to disappoint you basically. And it, you know, it's made me realize not just with this, but with other things with TV shows and, and movies and stuff where it's like. Regardless of how you feel about it, you just gotta chill out. You just gotta like appreciate that they're experiencing it with you. Like whatever they take from it or don't take from it, it's totally fine. And that that can be hard. That can be hard when uh, something means a lot to you.
2: Oh man, is there anything worse than like? You're at a party with a bunch of friends, and they're like, what movie are we going to watch? And you're like, oh, let's watch this movie I really care about. And they're all just talking through it and talking over it. You're like, oh, yeah, this they say they What did he say? Wait, rewind that scene. I wasn't watching. And you're like, you right. You weren't. You weren't watching. <laughs>
1: like with, uh, with aliens and stuff, the only way I'll let people watch, like people that haven't seen
2: it, all the lights off headphones on, no talking. (laughs) I remember I had one friend, I think it was in college, might have been after I graduated, that hadn't seen Aliens. And they had like an evening. And I was like, all right, and I'm like, you haven't seen any of it? And I'm like, okay, we don't have time to watch Alien, but you have to watch the last 15 minutes of Alien. <laughs> and then, like, so like, made them watch that, and then made them watch Aliens. Yeah, with horror, it's the worst when people are just, like, not, yeah. not tuned into the tone of it at all. Yeah. And that's kind of nice that Builders is, like, has some, has some really interesting narrative stuff, actually, despite its, like, extremely cartoony, um, childlike uh, uh, appearance and style. Um, has some 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 death there and some like right. some pretty uh, heavy tones. Um, it's not, yeah, there's not like story beats. I'm waiting to like really see how it impacts Amanda. But um, it's just been a very unique experience. I've seen her play a lot of games. She played Breath of the Wild all the way through. That was fun. Um, played it very differently than me. You know, she's just getting through Odyssey, you know, uh, getting right Getting a lot now. of
0: mileage out of that Switch.
2: We played uh, Super Mario 3D World together, so like...
0: What about like uh, Kirby? Would you, is that something you guys would play together or not?
2: Yeah, but we would do that at the same time. Oh, right. You know, whereas this is just like... She's funny. Like, she'll be playing. And she's like, you've been sitting next to me for like an hour watching me play this. Do you have anything to do? And I'm like, I should. But it's just fun to to watch you do it. It's, it's fun it's to fun see. Because you get that base. You just get this blank canvas to do whatever you want. And so it's really interesting. She did something with her base this time where, like, her whole base is a staircase. So you, like, walk into the front entrance. And, like, every room is on, like, a, a new level. And then there's, like, another level that has a whole different type of floor. And then another level, whole different type of floor. And I was like, that's really clever. Never thought about that. Like I do the I do the classic first floor mind's like, All my bases look like a hotel. You know, there's looks like those like cheap <laughs> motels you drive by, yeah. where it's just like lots of rooms in a row. Staircase goes up to the second level. You know, door, 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 door.
0: I bet if there was Nothing a fancy, like best towns competition for Dragon Quest builders, I think you would place.
2: I would be so nervous preparing for that. I would lose sleep. You would lose your mind. It'd be, yeah, you're
0: right. It would be a burden to you. i like, call you at 3 yeah, in the morning. Yeah. It's like, can you download it real quick and just yeah. let me know? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying it's to figure great, out Brandon. where to put this flower pot, man. Uh, Hubert, there there are a few games. Well, there are a handful of games that light you up in, in pretty dramatic ways. And Dragon Quest VIII is one of those games. Yeah. But uh, Builders is not something that you've really clicked with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or gravitated to maybe a better way to say it. What it, is that?
1: It came out at a bad time for me last year. I remember uh, I started it on PS4 and put some Ooh. time into it, and then by by no fault of the game whatsoever, I was having a blast. Even you know, like I love building towns; it's one of my favorite things. Right. Um. But life happened. Life happened. That's nah, it. it. was just as simple as that. Yeah. And then it, and then I you know I got pretty far into Act One or Chapter One, and then. So much time had passed. It was like, ah, oh, now so much time has passed. Like, sure. Do I go back and start over? That whole, you know, debate in my head. So then just more time passed. And I was like, all right, I'm probably not going to get back to this. And then two got announced. So it's like, okay, at this point, I'm just going to wait for two. Try again.
0: See, that's funny because I feel like I've entered this space with Dragon Quest Builders. And maybe this would help you. Where, like, I'm totally okay never finishing Builders. Like, it's not it's not about that for me. Like, yeah. Builders is just something where it's like, I want to hop in, maybe clear some things off a list. I think that's why I'm going to totally easily,
1: just no even question, hop into two. Usually right. I want to, like, beat the first one and then right. hop in, catch up. It's like, no, I'm just going to hop into two and see what happens. Yeah.
2: What's neat yeah. is it's the, the worlds are randomly generated, but not like there's specific spots where like this castle will always be right here. Yeah. But the mountain you got to cross to get there cool. might look a little different for everyone's game. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the best of both worlds. That Minecraft, like what's in that cave? But like the same time, where it's like there are times in Minecraft where I would just go off in a direction and it'd be forest for days, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I just wasted an hour. <laughs> you know, it's like you're not going to waste you know any time exploring that game because they very carefully designed the the layout.
0: It, it's gotten to the point where I feel like now I see the Dragon Quest Builders hero, and like I I see you somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, but that's another in thing. Since cool cool in Amanda my mind.
2: Play, played a female character, uh-huh. so the first time she like went to like a you know a, a block and was like yeah, I was like oh, huh. <laughs> like I've never heard that voice before. Cool. Of all the hours I put into this game, <laughs> it's here, something new. Thanks, on
0: I lo- This is like the gift that keeps on giving. to yeah, me no, in, in ways that I, I never thought it. possible huh oh. you were uh, you you bring very interesting stuff
1: to Frame Trap. Yeah, really quickly, I really just want to give one brief shout out to okay. Fortnite. Fortnite Fever. I don't want really okay. want to talk about it. I okay. just want to say that thank you, Fortnite. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, my brother has been extremely sick for the last many many months, and Fortnite now is a place that. We can hop in and stay occupied and just team up together in duos and have a blast. So I want to tell a quick story with my bro. Uh, I'm teaching him the game, I'm teaching him Fortnite. And my brother and I used to play a ton of Counter-Strike back in the day. That was like our biggest jam was to CS. So I'm like, yo, you should get Fortnite, like it's free to play, blah blah blah. So I like we land in a spot and like teaching him, there's like no one around, it's perfect like showing him how to build a little bit, like throwing all this information at him. So then we get to like Dusty Depot and <laughs> I'm like with with my brother. It's first match he's never played. And I'm like with my brother. And he's like, yo, be quiet for a sec. And we're like, stop. He's like, Behind us, we both turn around. These two guys are like coming up the ramp on Dusty Depot, and my brother and I are just like opening fire, like tish, 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 tish. drop both of the guys. Dude. We both just like scream, it's like yeah. like We each got a kill, so it was just perfect. That is, just,
0: that just is awesome.
1: such good times. So now he's like so into Fortnite. He bought some <laughs> items on the shop. He bought the battle pass. So it's like my brother and I are just. I'm having a little bit blast worried
0: because I feel like. <laughs> Having one Huber be obsessed about something is a danger. (laughs) Having two Huber's be obsessed (laughs) about something, like, the world may not be ready. Yeah, so that's all. Uh, You know, you just made me think of, though, like, I love it when... Because there there are a lot of years that are associated with games for Mm. me, but I love it when games are associated with people. Yeah. And, like, I can't enjoy the thing without thinking of the person or i need the person there like you brought up counter-strike yeah and i played so much uh counter-strike 1.6 and source Mm uh in high school i just played it all the time and like anytime i think about playing counter-strike now it's like i played that with my friends back then it's not the same it's not it's not it's not the same and like that period of my life is gone like i'm never gonna get that back like It's it's like like this bittersweet. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh is kind of a good example. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it's weird because I I I think you always have in the back of your mind, like I'm never gonna be able to enjoy us that way then. But you're also like extremely grateful that you had that experience. And I feel like this is Fortnite with your you and your brother now. Absolutely. You guys are always gonna have this, and that's cool. It is. We had a rogue
2: named Romance who died a lot. Romance is dead. Romance that joke, that dead. joke just never got old.
0: Wait, what? We had a rogue named wow. Romance
2: who was a who was a risk taker. I you said we
0: had a road. I no. was just trying to. It was this like? A and f- I love
2: just you couldn't not every time just like you know in chat Romance. You guys were in, you were in
1: alliance right, Jones? Yeah. Yeah. God, I wonder if we had any scrapes.
0: I really wish <laughs> uh, that'd be great. You never know. I could have met Jones during like the height of his Wow days, because man, I will never forget, like. I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. When I was an intern, and like I was like, man, I don't know if like Jones likes me or likes anybody because he just kind of like goes back to his office, and he seems really intense. And I remember going in and getting you to talk about World of Warcraft, and you like told me about your character and everything, and you just you lit up and you were so excited. It was the very first time I'd ever seen you like that. It was probably the
2: figure, right? That might have was the figure. It was the yeah. figure
0: that you were talking about. Yep, made this figure of your character to explain for the listeners at home. Um, and just the way that you talk about it, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. But I also thought to myself, like, man, he must have had days where he was playing for like 12 hours at least. <laughs> yep. Like, just sitting there with like food, like, oh, I want to meet that Jones. That seems really, <laughs> seems really funny to me. But, Huber. Yes. Moving on. Yes. You got something I want to talk about. Yes. You've been playing Devil May Cry 1. Yeah.
1: HD. Yeah. PS4 Edition. I'm so glad you brought a God of War to start with. Because fifteen minutes into Devil May Cry, the first thought I had was, wow, storytelling has come really far <laughs> in games. <laughs>
2: like even used to the word story is a little is
1: like there. yeah. You know, it, it it's perspective. It's like Story. How long have stories been really good in games? You know what I mean. And I and of course Never. I go back, <laughs> but of course I go back to like JRPGs, which yeah. you know kind of had an advantage in storytelling in the in the early days because you had so much time and so much text and so much dialogue and. It's and funny moments. because
0: growing up, I I remember the conversation always being like, "If you want a story, go play the RPGs," yeah. and th- that's so funny to me now because it was like the separation of. These guys are trying, these guys aren't. And so we're going to give a bunch of credit to the guys that are trying. Like, it wasn't even that, like, the stories were amazing. It was like they was, the just, only place. They just seemed amazing because they were the only ones that yeah. were going to that level of depth. funny. And yeah. Devil
2: May Cry 2, like, a woman shows up and, like, tells Dante to go kill somebody. And he's like, all right. And, like, that's <laughs> the plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: They don't get a lot more complicated. No. No. So,
1: but that's fine because you get to cut up and shoot demons. Yeah. Uh, Devil May Cry 1 was, is uh, my favorite vibe, my favorite tone, my favorite aesthetic from e. all vibe. of the Devil May Cries. Exactly. And uh, yeah, it's really funny you bring that up too because uh, I'm really, really seeing the Resident Evil. In Devil May Cry One, sure. I like it smacks you in the face way more than I ever remember. Yeah, um, just from I love the the simple the simple satisfaction of just seeing a painting on the wall and examining it, and you get a little bit, bit of a lore. Like there's a picture of an angel and demon, and the angel flew like just you know little things like that, like Resident Evil style. Um, but wow, where, uh, Devil May Cry One is a lot more s- basic than i remember yeah the combat at least there's not a lot of combos mm. getting s rank uh isn't a matter of variety really it's uh, it is you can't just spam the same thing but it's not so much about variety uh, as
0: it is continuously hitting the enemies yeah and you <laughs> don't have <laughs> nearly the amount of tools that yeah you do in these later games i remember uh playing it on ps3 mm-hmm. i felt the same thing but then you have like that follow-up thought where you're like oh no, wait, this was the one that started everything. And so you kind of have to wrap your mind around that sort of appreciation of of how monumental this was. Yeah,
1: so my headspace is just, I'm in a really unique spot with it right now. I haven't played it in so, so long. I can't even remember the last time I played through Devil May Cry 1. Uh, It was definitely on PS2, so it's a very long time ago. Um, So I'm I'm coming at it from such a, uh, just a, unbiased, not nostalgic, just fresh, open mind. Uh, just And kind of analyzing it and seeing just the, the how far storytelling has come and, and just modern game conveniences. Like, this is a stressful game just because I feel like games used to be more stressful. Like, yeah. <laughs> gotta find my safe spot. Uh, you know, I can't really cheese it in a way I guess you know you you take a lot of damage when you get hit like you're getting ranked and I feel like you know I'm going through levels slowly so I kept getting like C rank or B rank and I'm not getting enough orbs and I'm freaking out it's like well I'm not getting enough orbs I'm not gonna have enough health later on like am I backing myself into a corner like just all these worries that I have and like getting to a boss fight and dying and it's like oh no I gotta do that again am I gonna beat this like all that doubt I have you know Um, it's a little bit stressful but
0: then I beat a boss and it's like so rewarding you know yeah. it's
1: so I love that feeling
0: uh something you said they particularly got to me mm-hmm. where uh like taking a hit really matters yeah uh there's so many games now where y- you have a billion different ways to just deal with even the slightest bit of damage mm-hmm. that the, the, the threat of death seems so distant because you have so many items or you're regenerating or yeah. like you have so many skills where it's like don't make right one like oh no like that is a punishment for not learning how not to deal dodging. with this yeah. guy. You better yeah. dodge. Yeah. yeah, and that's so. that's really good. Also, f-
2: interesting you brought up Resident Evil because it was originally Resident Evil. Yeah. yeah. It was like yeah, in yeah, the yeah. very, very early yep. conceptual stages. Yep. So. Seeing that. Shades
1: um, of Kamiya. He so did it right after uh, Resident Evil 2, right? Resident Evil 2 and then Devil May Cry. Kamiya. Yeah?
0: Yep. I want to say yeah. Yep. I want to say yeah. Well, we
2: got three on PS1, and he then, didn't do he right. Didn't do but I'm just yeah. in the timeline yeah, of yeah. Resident Evil. I think it was four. Was like when they were when they had finished up Code Veronica. We we're like, all right, what what's next? Mm-hmm. Like they were like, well, we have this other weird like Gothic concept thing we're doing. Should that be four? And it was like, no, no, no. We'll make that something. Yeah. I believe.
0: Yeah. Um, <coughs> Huber, you were you were saying how much things have evolved, and you were you were talking about the challenge and and the sense of reward. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that it's surprising you that, like, it's still super good about Devil May Cry 1 that you miss. Beyond just the vibe. Like, mechanically, presentation-wise, boss fight-wise.
1: I mean, one of the most satisfying things in gaming is launching a puppet into the <laughs> air and shooting them continuously with Ebony and Ivory. Yeah. Uh, That <laughs> is still as good as you remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh boy! Like you that, stirred something inside. Yeah, of me. that yeah. feeling
1: is the best. Yeah, and the way he like hops around with <laughs> Ebony and Ivory <laughs> is still
0: so good. And you know, you you were talking about the uh, the storytelling, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, we've really come a long way. Yeah. But yeah. what makes Devil May Cry work, and not just Devil May Cry, but but like God Hand and Bayonetta and and all of these games that are just so outlandish and ridiculous, mm-hmm. is In Devil May Cry, it felt like the people making it believed so hard that this was cool Mm -hmm. that there was no doubt in their mind that this was the most badass thing ever conceived. And that, like sincerity that you can just sense allows you to buy into it and suddenly something that would that did if it didn't have that level of sincerity it would just be super lame yeah you're like no this is amazing yeah this is so much fun like dante is actually as cool yeah. they as think you make he him out like to be. the coolest person right because ever. you be, because you believe in him so hard yeah i now also believe in him it's so hard. funny how
1: the, i'm seeing the matrix uh inspiration matrix came out in 99 i think double my cry was Boy, 2000 or 2001 everything. yeah matrix, i mean he's got yeah. double pistols trish comes in like trinity style Trench on the cut. motorcycle like <laughs> very matrixy in that sense which i thought was pretty funny and a lot of like castlevania in there like just that giant castle again the, the aesthetic and the tone of one it's my favorite easy allies likes gothic horror yeah i think absolutely. and uh <laughs> fixed camera which, yeah. yes! which which uh, uh, which
2: was upsetting for a lot of people but like made that game like creepy in a weird way mm-hmm. because sometimes you'd walk into a room and like and I'm like what what am I fighting? and then it would just come creeping in those like grim so, like I walked laughs. Past it, and then it's you know behind me or like those moments where you like run down a hallway to get away from enemies and then spin around and start shooting at them yeah. and you're just shooting at the camera and it's like I know the thing is behind the camera I can't see it And, like, that could be very frustrating for, you know, the modern gamer. But, like, at the time, it was spooky. You know, in the same way of Resident Evil, shooting off screen. Just being like, I know there's a hunter there. Ah! Fun.
1: Also, the shotgun is still
2: amazing.
1: Uh, Brennan,
0: (laughs) as somebody who was a very huge fan of Resident Evil growing up, and uh, at the time, I guess, how did Doom and Cry hit you? Like, how did that type of game hit You, when you first encountered it, did you like kind of gravitate to it right away? Yeah, or? yeah, okay.
2: I got DMC one at launch, mm-hmm. played it, didn't finish it, uh, because I think it was just hard. I, I had not True. played a lot of um, I didn't grow up with I, I like I enjoyed Final Fight on the Super Nintendo and stuff, but I think you played a lot of brawlers, yeah. So, where you you, you were really and I didn't play a lot of fighting games, so that kind of like give and take where you're just yeah. like they attack, I attack, they attack. I did not train myself enough on that as a kid. Did
0: that, did that like bum you out? Did it like ruin the game a little bit for you? Or nope. Was it
2: nope. Just like... That game had style to spare, and so I just kind of I got my fill from what I did. I think I even, at a later date, might have gone back and started over and still didn't finish it. Played DMC2 mm. all the way through, <laughs> because it's easy. Like, I can't like, it's, wait it's to revisit the, it. Devil May Cry Two is the it's it's just a gratuitous you know just kill fest the whole time. And so I finished that. I was like that was great. <laughs> like it's <was> funny <laughs> looking back. We were like that game was um, abysmal. And I was like oh I, I guess wait. I liked it because it was dumbed down for me. Um, and then I think I was just intimidated with DMC Three. I was like I'm probably really bad at that game. Can't so. wait to go to that one too. Can but I like I, I don't respect wanna, it a lot because it was a pretty looking game.
1: I don't want to start a war. But seriously, all I ask is that people give DMC a chance that's all i want especially now going back to one like the combat in dmc is so good and maybe now because of annihilation and ex machina giving even more credibility credibility to alex garland alex garland wrote dmc it's the guy who did dread annihilation and what did i just say before that ex machina so like People criticize Dante in the story, and it's like, no, give it a chance. This is a critically acclaimed <laughs> screenwriter who does like the best movies ever. He's three for three, so just give DMC a chance. I know it's not; it's a different Dante, but still. See the thing: the, the combat thing, is amazing in that game. I love man, it. Like, I don't think big, it's amazing. Oh my god! Like the weapon switching is my it's, favorite thing in that game. Switching
0: to the axe and like the, oh. It's really flashy and fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It's totally flashy and fun, and mm-hmm. I think like. I, I like DMC. I think it's yeah. a, it's a cool game. Yeah. What DMC sold me on is how it presented everything. Like mm-hmm. I remember fighting like those bosses are just going through the environment and the way like levels would piece together yeah. or like that how club the club is so legendary or the way the enemies would look. Like just visually, it was so cool. I liked the vibe of it a lot. But mm-hmm. I remember as visually impressed as I was with so mm-hmm. many of the bosses, like I pretty much slept through them. Like they, I think about DMC three or DMC four in the
1: club. That one's so good when she's like. Like, the, the DJ did dan- Oh, my God, the rhythm of that
0: fight. I'd have to do it again. Yeah. I'd have to do it again. <laughs> but the general sense that, that I get comparing it to, like, th- 1, 3, and 4 mm-hmm. and DMC is that I just didn't feel pushed in the way that I felt pushed in those games where, like... There are some bosses in DMC three going for through where sure. I'm like, this is nail biting sure, and, sure. and literally exhilarating and I think because of how much I have to push myself in yeah. order to overcome. It. But
1: how much of that is just modern games versus like a PS three game versus a PS two game? Sure, or, like the I, way the series kind of went. Like, I mean,
0: you you can you can say that and you can take age into consideration, but like if we're taking, then I want more of the yeah, the former, for not sure. the latter. <laughs> for you sure. know, sure. like when they when they.
1: Do DMC five? Let's make a challenge, right? Like yeah.
0: I want, I want that sense. I I For really sure. want to be pushed. True. Uh, in the way Great that, that perspective,
1: Ben. Thank you. Yeah. DMC. But
0: so that's, no. Yeah. I I think no because I totally get
1: that when people if 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 someone came to me and said Yo DMC is just too easy.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. And you you always doubt yourself because you don't you want to be the guy that's like well it's too easy because I'm not gonna call him out. It's fine. Uh, you don't want to be the guy that's like. Oh, it's too easy, and then you go and you play it, and you can't do the thing that you you claimed you could. So it's just a general sense. It's been a long time for me in DMC. But sure. I do get frustrated, like you do, when people dismiss it just because it is different. Yeah. Like, that's not an interesting argument. Like, tell me why it's worse or better, whatever yeah. it is. Make an argument. I don't know. Love that game. Don't might
1: cry. So yeah, I'm going to finish one, and then uh, I'm really, really eager to see if two is as bad as they say it is. <laughs> and I'm really eager to get back to three. Because that is uh, usually heralded as the best in the series. I've,
0: I've seen... Yeah,
1: and 3 is amazing. I've
0: seen some Devil May Cry 2 defenders come out of the woodwork. Whoa. Being like, I love Devil May Cry 2. And I that just wait. shows to show you, like, somebody out there loves mm-hmm. something. Yep. And I I played it recently. Like, not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, within the last year... And I was like, "No, this is still awful. This is this is a, a abhorrent sequel to Devil May Cry." Bad, bad
2: camera. Bad camera in that game.
0: Bad everything. Bad.
1: I just remember running on the walls. That's all I remember from Devil May
0: Cry Two. Dante the, like looks really awesome in Devil May Cry Two. Yeah, the loading you, screen it shows all three that. Dantes. Yeah, and Devil May Cry Two looks
1: sick. Yeah, because that's the end of the timeline too. I remember it's. Three, four, one, two. I think is the timeline. Whoa. Isn't it three? If I'm not mistaken, isn't it three, three one, one, four, four two? two? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Yeah, I know it's weird like that. Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> three, one, four, two. Yeah. Please,
0: if if you come back and you're like, Doom and is was awesome. I just, like, I don't know. I'll, then I'll be like, well, oh, I guess I gotta go and really <laughs> yep, play yep. through it. Yeah. Okay. HD really brings it yeah. out. Yeah, I remember I remember worth. finishing it the first time and I was like that was it? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah.
1: And they're short, which is nice. Like double my one and two are both like five hours. So it's
0: like nice and nice and easy to get through. <sighs> I want to talk about a game that I was really looking forward to and feel just okay about. Played through it recently. Finished it off and that is Attack on Titan Two. Oh.
2: Hmm. Yeah. That first one though. That so first good. one. Well, The second one, so many possibilities.
0: Right, exactly. I think that that's kind of where I was with the first one, where there were things about the first one that I really didn't like, but the potential was just so good. And you're like, wait, no. Bro, you bring up Spider-Man 2 all the time. Oh, yeah. And you talk about how much you love uh, swinging through the city, man, and how good that feels. I really would like you to play Attack on Titan because I think you'll get that. It feels so good using this vertical maneuvering gear and zipping around. Um, and it feels even better. It's, it's it's hard to pinpoint exactly what they did, but just moving around feels a little bit smoother. I could kind of manipulate myself around these giant titans and zipping. Like, ah, oh, when you're on the ground and you shoot your gear into two buildings and you slingshot yourself up and you're soaring through the sky over all of these buildings, it feels incredible. I love
2: there's just like a swing to it. Like, it's like a little pelvic. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shoot it out. <down>. Yep. <laughs>
0: G- good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you create a character in this you do create a character nice. in that yeah that's so. what i was going to bring up so in the first one you were playing uh as primarily as aaron yeager and nice. uh you were going through his story what's weird about attack on titan 2 so you make a character and they give you a lot of options which is nice and they throw in some in the characters thing they, they throw in like a couple of references they're like oh okay good job <laughs> um but i think what i'm disappointed in with the, the create a character is they give you your own backstory and it's like wow my backstory is like identical to aaron yangers and then you go through the same events that you went through in attack on titan one but it's like your character is there now yeah and what's frustrating is i think that's fine if we have this cool kind of what if scenario so it's not a sequel it's a what if scenario it's a what if scenario but it's a what if scenario that barely has any if to it it's like you are going through the story that you've already been through maybe multiple times, like I have at this point. And they basically just presented everything as is and your character is there. And then might be like, wow, you're really strong, but it almost never feels more dramatic in that. Like th- there's, there's no playfulness to it. And so it's like the same story with your character kind of just barely grafted on rather than like, oh, no, here's this new member of the Survey Corps that's interacting with all these important people in the series that you care about. Like, it, it pretty much doesn't matter mm-hmm. that your character is there, which sucks. Yeah. And the way that they, they reference it, like, they will have really lengthy scenes where it's like, nope, this is just how I remember it. And then at the end, they're like, oh, hey, you're here. Like, come on, like, <laughs> give, me, give me something. Yeah. Um, and so I think if you're going to go out of your way to, to make a character and put them in the story, you could have done a lot more. Uh, what, was hear. the
2: was the audience screaming for character creation for the second one?
0: I don't think they were I don't I don't what recall a weird any inclusion if it.
2: If it ain't broke, why fix it like that? That's weird.
0: Yeah. It's it's so strange because like they don't they don't have a, a an abundance of material to work with, something like, like Naruto or One Piece. Uh, they don't they don't have quite that level where they can oh. they could poke at different things or like a Dragon Ball. It's like, okay, we've got two seasons of the show. And in North America, we've got 23 volumes of the manga, so we have to maybe go through the same beats again. But it's like, ah, I, I wish you would have done like a crazier what-if scenario and said this is not Canada at all, and focused on brand new characters, or made the the character creator crazy, and you had like ridiculous deaths or something. I don't know. I just felt like they could have done a lot more. Um, but what I do want to say, and maybe mm-hmm. this would interest you, is somebody mm-hmm. who liked the first season of Attack on Titan. Yeah. There is a far greater social element. Um, and there's there's a much better sense of world, I cool. think, in Attack on Titan 2 than was in Attack on Titan 1. Where a lot of times it would just be like, yeah, you have these different outposts, but you can buy stuff there and you can get new horses and that's about it, go on to the next mission. Here, you get to explore the world inside the Trost district of attack on Titan a lot more. And the way they incentivize you to do so is you can talk to people in between missions and you have relationship levels with those people. And so you'll talk to them. And this, this is really where the character creation comes in, but hold on a second. When you talk to them, they'll, they'll ask you a question and you kind of have to use your knowledge of their personality to pick one of three options. If you pick the right thing, you'll get like a bunch of experience and you'll level up that relationship. If you Pick a kind of okay thing, you'll get a little bit. And then obviously if you pick the last thing, you won't get any. Um, And when you get to their point where you can rank up that relationship, you can go and have little conversations with them. And some of these are really charming. Uh, Some of these are... They don't. None of them are that revealing. They don't really like turn these characters on their heads or give you vital information or surprise you. But they're nice little, charming scenes with if you know these characters, or even if you don't, you know it'll it'll give you a little bit more of of something to latch onto. Um, And so that's really cool. The problem is. It falls into, like, this silent protagonist situation where, yes, you're picking options, but because you're not actually having your character speak... Mm. And, like, the way that... You can write this in a way that it works, but here it just sort of feels like, all right, I'm going to dump this stuff. What do you think? Okay, cool. Or, okay, that sucks. Like, it just... It feels very wooden, I guess, the the dialogue. Um, And the other problem that I have with it is you can talk to so many people! Like, characters that are extremely incidental in attack on titan or like wouldn't be somebody you would expect to talk to like you can rank up like every it's a huge list oh my gosh it's like dozens of people Jeez. and so you you'll finish a mission you'll get back to base and you'll look at your menu and be like shit i gotta talk to like 10 people oh my gosh and th- there are a good number of missions and so every time you come back it, it starts to become a chore where it's like yeah. okay what do you got to say and like the the ratio between like haha cute funny to this is nothing is really skewed. And so I wish they would have like I like the idea, I like where their head's at, but They should have made you had far fewer conversations, but those conversations are more meaningful. Um, And the same is true with skills. So that's how you get skills, is by talking. So you want to do it. You'll talk to people. You'll level them up. They'll give you a skill. But it's like, hey, your dexterity went up a little bit. And it's like, well, I okay, I can't feel this when I'm out on a mission. Like, there are a couple of skills where you're like, oh, this is really cool. But most of it is just, like, inconsequential garbage. So, eh. There's good ideas here, and like, there's enough going on in Attack on Titan two that I would definitely play Attack on Titan three, yeah. and it's still enjoyable. The core feeling of flying around and killing titans is is awesome.
2: But, cool. Yeah. Should I play two if I want to play one or two? If I want to just jump in somewhere, is is two the place to be?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, two will definitely give you more of the story. So if it's like I kind of want to have a, a high level overview of what's going on in okay. Attack on Titan, um, play Attack Season on one, Titan right? two. No, no, no. It goes through season two? It goes all the way to the very end of season two. Nice. Even what's weird is uh, I'm caught up with the manga, and it's definitely like it does some season three stuff, but it doesn't specifically frame it as season three stuff, and it kind of like dances around a little bit, but it it dips into a little bit after season two as well. Dang. Even though it kind of changes the framing a little bit. Um so, yeah, I would play it. I I think it would be one of those games for you, Brandon, where the way that you talked about Ghost Recon Wildlands, where you're like, okay, this isn't amazing. I've got some problems with it, but man, it feels good doing this thing. Yeah. I think that's the oh, category that it would fall. Out
2: this, too, uh, too uh, Tech on Titan 2 feels like a free PS Plus game. <laughs> yeah. You know? It does. I think like yeah, May it's it does. coming. You know? Yeah. Like, it, it's, <laughs> I'm a hope. That's my hope. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, all right, I'll put two hours into this. Sure. This will be an evening of just zipping around the world
0: yeah it's weird those trees because my, my opinion on it like it's it's probably technically better than attack on titan 1 but if you go back and you listen to us talk about attack on titan 1 we're like whoa yeah because we were surprised yeah, yeah, yeah. at how good it was uh for an anime omega force game but now, because that expectation is there, I, I feel like the sentiment on Attack of Titan 2 is a little bit worse because we we expected yeah. more. Yep. They showed us that they could do it. Um, the one last thing that I want to say, drives me insane, every mission, pr- like, literally every mission ends the exact same way or almost the exact same way where you'll go and you'll kill the Titans and you'll rescue people. And in the end, it'll be like oh man, a big titan, a large abomination is coming. And they'll have these glowing spots on their appendages and you'll have to go and you'll have to hit the glowing spots and then the green bar will go down. And it's like, okay, now you can actually hurt them. And then you have to circle back around and attack their neck. And it's fine. It's a fine mechanic. No problem with it. But when you do every mission the same way, it's just the same fight copy and pasted over and over and over and over again with... Deviation so minor that it might as well be the same. That's
1: thing. why it's so, so, so hard for me to commit my time to a Muso game. It's just so much repetition. And it's yeah. like Dragon Quest Heroes was the most I put into it because it's the Dragon Quest world, which I love. Mm-hmm. And they were like trying to tell a story, but like the story just kept stalling out. And it's like, I'm not invested enough in the story nor are the mechanics changing enough
0: to get me excited. So it's like, all right. See, that's interesting. I, I think, like, Dragon Quest Heroes specifically, You, a lot of these Omega Force games, yes, you can criticize repetition in certain mm-hmm. ways. But I would argue from beginning to end, Dragon Quest Heroes tries to put yeah. more variety it into to. its mission structure sure. than Attack on Titan does. For sure. Where it is just, yeah. it is actually the same thing. Like, it's not even an attempt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to really mix it up. And so that's frustrating. I never played Dragon Ball Series 2. I want to play that one. I want to finish Dragon Ball Series 2. Heroes. It's been a good frame trap so far. I would say. We've talked a lot about big games. Um, but Brandon did something that upset the demons. In fact, they actually changed what the trigger for getting caught in a frame trap would be. They've been really temperamental lately, uh, which is kind of annoying, but it is what it is. They were so upset by your <laughs> noise that they just decided to immediately put us into a frame trap as a result of that. How do you feel about it, Brandon?
2: I'm. Uh, how do we feel about... Oh, being caught in a frame trap is is it's going to happen. It's something I emotionally prepare for. I stand by it.
0: Okay, you stand by the noise?
2: I just get a, I get a clear... Kind of like the Three Amigos, <gasps> you know. Like I just, it's really. I liked it, and I always thought it was. I was like, I was like, oh, is that just? Were you just turned a particular way? That that's he did that move when he shot out, and it's like, oh no, that's just how you, you know. Yeah. It's like I want. That it's like be... you know how Peter's got like the, the two fingers down on the palm, and then that makes the webbing go out. They just do it real clear. I don't know how to <sighs> feel about it.
0: You just gave me like one of the most intense stares that you've ever given me, and while thrusting forward with both hands, like I don't know. If that's you're not, not watching okay. the podcast,
2: you're really missing it. <laughs>
0: Fast forward to one hour and twenty six minutes to see that part. That was frightening. Um, if you're not familiar with what kind of frame trap is, and all of this sounds like nonsense, it's a little game that we play to break up the show. Uh, a little trivia game, and uh, it's also where we get to talk about our sponsors. I'm really excited about today's frame trap, just to like go through the different options because it is, what are these games called in other countries? Yes. So nice. it's pretty fun. Yes. It's pretty fun. But. Before we get going into that, let's talk about the people who were kind enough to support this segment of the show. The first is the ever cool Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. Thank you, Greg. Our next sponsor is Zen Market. Zen Market is a Japanese shopping proxy service, which means that for only 300 yen per item, that's less than $3, you can buy games, anime, merch, and more directly from Japanese online stores. You can even bid in real time on Yahoo Auctions if you are looking for rare or used items. Plus, it's easy to buy things from multiple stores and consolidate them for free into one box before you ship them home. Sign up today to get a 300 yen bonus you can use towards your first purchase. It's easy to manage everything from shopping to shipping right from your account on ZenMarket's website. Brandon Jones, mm. don't pay more than you have to for that sweet Japanese booty and helpful staff are always waiting to guide you on your journey should you need assistance. Find Zen Market on social media, or just go to zenmarket.jp and check it out for yourself.
2: You, you said booty-like meaning treasure.
0: It's right? open to interpretation. Okay, all right. right. No, no, it's, it's, a, it's treasure. It's, it's a wide market. It's a treasure. <laughs> uh, our next sponsor, another cool guy, Taker34, who you can follow on Twitter at Taker34X. Thank you. Second to last sponsor is KG2Entertainment.com. Our apps are little nuggets that will challenge the HE double hockey sticks out of you. Are you ready? You thought Flappy Birds was challenging. He was the daddy. Now meet the sons. Brandon liked that. I do. Brandon liked that. The
1: confidence. I love it.
0: Yeah. You got to go for it. Uh, Our last sponsor is Schemata. Schemata, a fast-paced mobile puzzle game based on digital logic diagrams developed by Friendly Fish Games, raced through logic circuits while organically learning how they work. The game is free with ads and has a $2 option to disable them. No other microtransactions are in the game. It's out now on Google Play on the Google Play Store and the iOS App Store. Find out more at schemata-game. Com. Once again, that is schemata-game.com. And you're probably seeing footage for Schemata right now. All right, you guys ready? How much do you know about games in other countries?
1: Not enough. Yeah, very little.
0: <laughs> then you're going to have to be bold. Okay. This is multiple choice. Oh, okay. The way that we're, We haven't done a multiple choice one in a little while. A little while. So what we're going to do is I'm going to say... The question. Please wait for the question and all three options to be read. The first person to whisper Hotaki into the mic and give their answer uh, gets to go. If you get it wrong, it goes to the other person. Hmm. Alright. Question number one. What is the any in- what is the NES Contra known as in Europe? What is the NES Contra oh my known gosh. as in Europe? Is it a alien defense? B. Antipode, or C. Probotector. Oh, okay. Huber. A. Incorrect. Oh. Brandon Jones. Antipode. Incorrect. Oh. Both wrong. Probotector. Is what it is. Is the NES version specifically? It was a toss-up between antipode
2: and probotector. Those are oh, wow. both just complete nonsense words. It's like a gotcha. Metal Gear, It's like a Metal Gear boss. <laughs> antipode.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> what is bully known as in Europe? Oh, Number two. Damn,
2: I should know this.
0: What is Bully known as in Europe? Is it A, Rowdy Boy, <laughs> B, Canis Kadem Edit, or C, Carpe Diem?
1: Otake. Oh, okay. Huber. I gotta go with Rowdy Boy.
0: Incorrect. Nah. Otake, B? It is B. Brandon oh, Jones okay. is on the board. Because
2: weird, that's the, that was like the subtitle. That was on the cover of Bully. Yeah. Um, but they, i well, crazy. Yeah, Kingdoms I wonder if that was just out of fear. Eat it. And they were just uh, like, they, you know. they
0: wanted to remove like all. They didn't want bully to be in there. Yeah, they didn't want bullying to be in there. Some tough ones today. Wow, what is Mortal Kombat deception known as in France? Is it A, Mortal combat betrayal, B, Mortal Kombat treachery, or C, Mortal Kombat mystification? Kind of a long one. I'm going to read that one more time before we answer. Hotake. Okay. Betrayal. Incorrect.
2: Hotake. (laughs) Mystification? Correct! Yes! Oh my god!
1: I was like, there's no way! (laughs) It's got to be mystification.
0: Mystification is correct. (laughs) Number four. Competing franchise with Mortal Kombat. What is Street Fighter Alpha known as in Japan? Is it A, Street Fighter Zero, B, Street Fighter Prime. Or C, Street Fighter Revenge. Okay, that's got to be zero. It is zero. Okay. Hubers on the yes. board has a chance to tie it up with the last question. Gosh. What is Castlevania known as in Japan? Is it A, Devil's Castle Dracula, B, Blood of the Vampire, or C, Hunt Of the night at Dracul's lair. Otake.
2: Devil Castle Dracula. That's correct. That one I actually knew. (laughs) I mean, I probably wouldn't... I knew the multiple choice response. I wouldn't have been able to just produce it, but... It's like, this did enter my brain at some point. Hopefully it's still there.
0: (laughs) As far as fake answers go, Hunt of the Night at Dracul's Lair was my favorite to write.
2: (laughs) So you just came up with those other... Yeah, everything
0: that wasn't uh, the answer I came up with. Yeah,
2: Revenge was a real good one for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Yeah, it's um, good, Revenge. I like that they weren't all just Japan. You know, that there was like France. Was like, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I should give a shout out. I pulled like all of these... Or almost all of these, all of them. I think I pulled all of them from A List, A Y so L I S T. So I was definitely cribbing from them. That wasn't. I did some Google searching and found oh. this list, and that helped out. So thank you to A List, Brandon. You did it. I, is this the first time you you're breaking out of a of a, a, a conference I think. Oh, I don't know. I don't know I don't either. Know. I don't know either. Let's pretend. I know. I, like I know it's I've the played games. Okay. That makes it more exciting. Uh, so. You have the right to get us out of here. Yeah. You can shout a phrase. You can do an action. That's the most popular and right. one. You got to come up with something by yourself right. to get us out of here. Okay. I can't tell you got it or not. I don't know what that laugh means. Well <laughs> done. Well done. Used that our maneuvering
1: it. gear to get out of there.
0: That was Demon Spite. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Huber. Yo. Tell me about Life is Strange before the storm.
1: There's not much I want to say.
0: Um, <laughs> because spoilers. Because spoilers. But please play this game. Is this just like a PSA? Is that what this is? Yeah,
1: pretty much. Okay. Uh, Farewell just came out. Uh, it's the bonus episode for people that bought the digital deluxe version uh so it was given away to those those people uh i don't know if you're gonna be able to buy it later separately or not if you didn't get the digital deluxe um but this episode again i don't want to say i don't want to say this is the final
0: episode that you're talking about
1: yeah, it was a prequel to the prequel, basically. So, before the storm is before life is strange. It's a prequel, and then this farewell episode was even before that. It predates that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to say anything. I just really want people to play. Life I'm going to need you strange to say some stuff
0: for sure. So I'm going through. Well, kind of. I got to like episode three in Life is Strange. Yeah, really liked it. Yeah, just. Haven't finished it yet. Need finish to. It. We'll finish it at some point. Hopefully, uh, really got attached to it. But this yeah. is this is being made by different people mm-hmm. with different voice actors. Mm-hmm. Something, a game that is entirely reliant on the story. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry about the differences? I
1: was so worried. Um, I was so worried going into this game because there's not there was. There's things you can find out, obviously, about these characters' lives, but you explore so much of it in Life is Strange. Life is Strange, there's a lot of regret. There's a lot of digging up the past. Um, And I'm like, oh, well, we kind of already did that in, in Life is Strange. You know, what really can we explore in Before the Storm? And it is the perfect prequel in that... Not only does it tell its own story, but it makes everything in the original Life is Strange matter more.
0: Mm.
1: So, again, you I got just... got a God of war situation here. Yeah, yes. So, I just really encourage people to play this. Um, it's one of the most affecting stories that I've ever played through. Uh, Before the Storm and, obviously, Life is Strange. Um, and it's just such a realistic representation of... Everyday life, or not everyday life, but of just growing up. Um, you know, the cast of characters goes; they're they're all going through something different. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's it's it has spoken to me in a way that few, if any, games have you know it it, being grounded in reality being a realistic story obviously in life is strange one you have some like time manipulation powers but that kind of factors into the story again living reliving the past uh accepting or refusing to accept your mistakes um so it, it the the time travel element kind of uh is part of the story itself in life is strange one and before the storm doesn't really have any supernatural powers uh it's just more about these characters being in this these situations um for like life is strange two we were talking about on stream kind of what we would like to see and i would love to see like invisibility because the way that that could be implemented into the story in terms of like you have invisibility, but, like, you're also growing up as a loner, maybe. You know, you're invisible to your parents. Yeah. So there's, like, that kind of connection. That's kind of how the, the time-traveling stuff in One works. It just, again,
2: about... Great X-Files episode. Awesome. <laughs> about exactly that. Sir so, <laughs>
0: Hubert, we, we have the original Life is Strange. We have yeah. Night in the Woods. We have, not all that long ago, we had something like Gone Home. Yeah. Uh, the, this sort of coming-of-age storytelling, I, I think, is becoming a lot more prominent. Mm-hmm. Uh, in games, specifically in this like this kind of style where it's yeah. heavily focused on story. What separates Before the Storm specifically? Like, you're saying it's, it's hitting you, it's giving yeah. you all these emotions. Um, you talked very similarly about the original Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. You talked very similarly about Night in the Woods. What's yeah. specifically special about Before the Storm? Chloe.
1: Chloe. Chloe.
0: <laughs> and Why? Rachel.
1: Chloe and Rachel Amber. Uh, Ra- Rachel's cool because... You didn't get to really see her in the original Life is Strange, so... a mm, New perspective. Yeah, so you get that new perspective, and she's just... Chloe's just such an incredible character, and, you know, you get to make dialogue choices, obviously, but even... If the dialogue choices are restrictive or basic, like in a Telltale, like, whether it's a Telltale game or, or Life is Strange, you're still putting your perspective on it all, you know? Yeah, it's like you could argue that there's, like, yeah, well, really, there's only a couple options you can choose here. But, like, the same option might be so different between you and I, you know what I mean? Like, we can both say the same thing, we can both pick square... But, like, when you pick it and I pick it, we're kind of in different headspaces thinking about different things. So it's like, you still are imprinting your own life onto these characters. See,
0: that worries me because. There are a lot of times where I get attached to a character in mm-hmm. a game and I will hit that square button mm-hmm. thinking that like, no, I want you to deal with this intense situation like yeah. this. And it's like, wait, no, like you were passive aggressive there. That's not the wording I would have used. Mm-hmm. Does that sort of situation happen where it's like, wait, that's not how I wanted to say that.
1: I think like once, okay. like probably. one, one time, maybe I like accidentally I, I like picked something and I was like, wait, I I thought I thought you were going to say that calmly and she like yelled it instead or something yeah. like, like something little like that obviously like but not too big of a deal but not too big of a deal never enough to take me out of the game and yeah I just really want to drive home how great Chloe's performance is in Before the Storm voice acting writing like the writing in Life is Strange is so strong it's just it it just again it just speaks to me it it there's so many video games I think about, like, we're just talking about storytelling with God of War and Devil May Cry. And like, you know, it's weird to think how far it's come, especially the, the jump in the last couple years. years. Um, and, you know, even with something like the Witcher, it's like, yeah, we're in a fantasy world. We're killing beasts. Like, I'm just going to school and like trying to take care of my mom and like looking after my best friends. And it's like, it's so easy to just get so attached to Chloe. It's she's just an incredible character, honestly. I,
2: I feel like in Telltale games, there's a lot of moral quandary. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of what would be the right decision right now. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter if you're trying to get into Lee's head yeah. or uh, you know uh, Bigby's head or um, uh, Batman, you know from the new or the Game of Thrones characters or something. It's like. This is this is a tough moral choice here. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's a right answer. It's like if you do this this person gets hurt, if you do this this person gets hurt. So what kind of person are mm-hmm. you? Uh, I get that vibe from Telltale a lot. I also get the like gotcha vibe from Telltale where they'll like set up something and I'm like, "Oh, oh, I can see what you're doing. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm gonna get screwed at the end of this. You know, like we're getting up to the last chapter of Batman right now and it's the big Joker question about like what's gonna be the fate of Joker at the end of all this. And it's like, I know I screwed it up. I know I did. You know, it's like, I know I'm not gonna get that outcome that I want. Or I was amazed when I played, I have not played Before the Storm, but when I played the first Life is Strange that I was like, I'm really getting to shape this this personality, this yeah. person's character. Like, I'm putting way more impact on the tiniest little decisions mm-hmm. that I didn't think would be a big deal. That if I'm like playing Batman and someone's like dangling off a building and I'm like, oh, I gotta grab Catwoman or I gotta do this or oh, there's all this action stuff going on, I'm just kind of enjoying it as a Batman fan. Yeah. Whereas I'm playing, you know, Life is Strange and like me and Chloe are going to go to this guy's trailer to ask him a question. I'm like, I don't like this guy. So like he comes out like, what do you want? And I'm like, ah! I'm like so tense and it's like we're just in a trailer park having a conversation. Yeah. There's not a lot going on yeah. action-wise in terms of like the undead apocalypse or like Westeros, yeah. you know, all killing each yeah. other. So, like, it would seem outwardly that the stakes are not that high. And I think a lot of people looking at Life is Strange will be like, I just don't think there's that much emotional weight to it going in. But it's (sighs) amazing if you put yourself... I mean, you just brought up Bully before and it reminded me of that, of, Mm -hmm. like, getting back to the school vibe. Getting back to Mm -hmm. almost every single decision you're making, having some kind of emotional impact.
1: It's like you're in it together with her, you know? You, You see her personality obviously come through with things you can't control. So, it's like... She loves to blaze. She, there are so many moments in Life is Strange 1 and 2, or pre, the prequel, where you can just like pause, kind of, and like have a smoke break. She can like smoke but here, or, like she always smokes on her bed, and then you'll like hear some music. So you get in a scene where like the foster dad wants to take your weed, and it's like, because you just like, this is like episode one, so it's like kind of spoilery, but it, you know. So it's like your foster dad wants to take your weed, so it's like, yeah, the right thing to do I guess is to like give him the weed and like you know
0: but is it's like is that the right thing to do but it's like <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're on school grounds it's like yeah, you, you know your mom is there it's like your mom is like looking all depressed but at the same time Chloe is like thinks she's in the right and it's like no like don't don't check my pot. like I'm not gonna empty my pockets for you like there's just those moments you know where it's like you what would you, what would she do right here you know so it's like you're like fighting for her you know it's it's so
0: uh weird. you you guys both talked about how like being in this period and really shaping this person was so interesting to you and I realized that like I there's a, a type of experience that I've never had in these like decision-based personality forming games where like you know usually I'm good or I'm bad or whatever choices I'm making I'm making very intentionally I want to have a game where like I genuinely try to make somebody and then by the end I'm like oh man I I don't like that person. Like, that hasn't <laughs> happened to me. Yeah. Like, I wanted to be this weird reflection of self. I think I
1: just realized it. That's the beauty of Life is Strange compared to, like, a Game of Thrones Telltale is it's not, are we gonna kill the guy or not? Like, are we gonna save this person or this person? Like, are we gonna be Paragon or Renegade? It's just, like, How are you going to communicate with this person? How are you going to build your relationship with your mother or with your friend or with your foster dad or with the people at school? So it's like way more subtle and way more immersive for me as a player to get into just those everyday situations that are so relatable.
2: I, I think the, Telltale stuff doesn't necessarily evoke a lot of empathy for the mm-hmm. characters because it's so over the yes. top. Because we don't live in a zombie apocalypse. We're we gonna kill these zombies. We don't like, live in Westeros or Gotham. Throw me know? the gun
1: or no? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 Those moments, yeah, they're
2: exciting and yeah. they're dramatic and like, wow, I just did a bank robbery. That was yeah. intense. But like, you, you you get into this game and like, all these decisions are way more relatable. Mm-hmm. They're way more you thinking like, wow, I didn't. Go, you know, I I grew up with a very supportive. I was fortunate enough to grow up with a very supportive family. You know, I, I'm still close to my parents, but it's just like imagining, you know, mm-hmm. having an, an antagonistic parent parental figure having having a friend that you 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 really need someone that you can communicate with but like you have disagreements with your friend and like in some ways that can be more more dramatically engaging than just you know something that's over the top a decision that's literally life or death
0: Mm -hmm. i think that's why uh wolf among us works so well for me and I, i agree with you that it does get a little bit tiresome when everything is like does this person live or die but in wolf among us like you're kind of already starting up here where it's like you have these fairy tale creatures living together and and trying to be real and so I think by starting at the top and then working down like anything that you did to make them more relatable was like pretty extraordinary as a result and I just would like some more Wolf Among Us hmm. soon it's coming right
2: Supposedly, yeah.
0: where is, is it? Where <laughs> is it? It's coming after Batman. I feel like I've been having this conversation for years now.
1: It's coming. Okay, but if, Batman. If not
2: E3 by Comic Con, definitely yo, they'll have something. Batman season two
1: with the finale is coming, but like it's shaping up to be maybe my favorite Telltale season. Ooh. Yeah, like oh, cool. that's how much I've loved Batman Telltale season two, <laughs> one through four. That
2: almost uh, yeah. sounded
0: like a cool. You're wrong, but cool. <laughs>
2: no, I've I did not play Wolf Among Us, and I did not play uh, Borderlands. And I hear from Both people great. that those are, like, Wolf two, uh, two is, of the best offers. Yeah, I, boy. Wolf Among Us is my so, favorite. So but for you maybe. to play something that's one of your favorites that I have already, like, almost finished, like, yeah. oh, cool, I can check that off the list. I, I think I Wolf Among Us is ones.
0: my favorite yeah. that I've played through. Yeah. Uh, I hear so much about Tales from the Borderlands yeah. that I need to get I to. I
1: don't like the Borderlands universe, <laughs> and Tales from the Borderlands is awesome. <laughs> And I don't even like that universe, but the game was great. I like the Westeros
2: universe, and the Game of Thrones is not good. Man, this <laughs> that oh, that's so disappointing.
0: The, the reason why I haven't played the Game of Thrones one is because I don't want my heart to be broken. Because I I'm so in love with the idea of Game of Thrones.
2: You don't need it in your life.
0: You're fine. Uh, yeah, you're good. How do you mess that up, man? Like how do you mess I don't that think up? you
2: can do it. I don't th- it's it's not the kind of thing where I look back and I'm like, "You know what they should have done?" I don't know. I don't know how you okay. crack that egg. That's, right. that's a it's a weird world to jump in yeah. and create something that is important and relevant but also not, you know, it's like it's like you can throw it out and it can also, you know, be huge. It's like you can't have both. So, and just the pe- just the weird people when, like, the actors come in the room, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, interesting character design. And then, like, John Snow, like, <laughs>
0: Do you think you have to do that, though? Do you think you have to interact with the Jon Snows and the Tyrions and the Cerseys to make it work?
2: It's a huge world, so no. Yeah, that's but, what I'm thinking. But, yeah. But, I mean, from an advertising standpoint, you bet you do.
0: <laughs> the emotional case you've made for both Life is Strange and Before the Storm, I, like, yeah. that's... I don't want to... I can't even say anything. That type of game,
1: yeah. Like, so... Much emotion, so many emotions. you Play Life is Strange one, and then Before the Storm, you'll get a lot out of it. Uh, especially that bonus episode called Farewell. That it's just the writing, the acting, top tier.
0: Nice. Yep. The last game that we're going to talk about today, it's kind of a PSA from me to you guys, uh, and that is Into the Breach. Nice. Um, So I streamed Into the Breach. I actually recommend checking out that stream because I think it conveys a lot of what I'm going to be talking about here. Um, So Into the Breach, done by the people who did FTL. And uh, from a pure design standpoint, like tickles me in all of the best ways. It does all of the things that I get really excited about. And it takes a lot of complexity and doesn't freak out about what to do with it. Uh, It... It's a grid-based game where the premise is already great. Yeah. It's basically Starship Troopers. Yeah. Where you are in giant mechs and you're time travelers and you got to deal with this bug menace. And Prime, one of the the first units you get into, does Mm -hmm. that by punching these giant bugs. And it's really fun. Um, But it's it's this grid-based game and it every decision that you have to make is interesting but extremely easy to understand because of how well things are communicated so like your every unit you have is some sort of disadvantage like you might get a guy that can push things in four directions but doesn't do any damage so like if you just have him you can't do anything like or it would be extremely hard for you to do something and even people that seem really useful like artillery it's like well they have to be at least one space away. Mm -hmm. And so every unit that you have, there's a severe disability that you have to take into account. Um, and it's how you combine those that feels so good. But three is like the right number. Where if it was like five people that I had to deal with and all their interactions, it might feel like too much. It might start to become a slog, but it's not. Like everything just seems so deliberately chosen. And I love that it's not just, hey, run up to a thing and hit it or fire at it. Like, yes, you can do that, but most of your attacks will push something. And you can push something you can see when guys are going to spawn you can push an enemy onto that spawn point preventing the thing from spawning and doing damage to the thing and doing damage to the alien uh there's water that you can push things into Um, if you get webbed you can push your way out of it and basically it just becomes like this sliding puzzle where it's like okay i'm gonna hit that guy then he's gonna knock into that and that's gonna do some damage then i'm gonna put him here and so you can set up these really elaborate combos and it feels super satisfying because each of the individual steps that you have to take to get to that big elaborate combo is very simple and easy to understand. Mm -hmm. Like, There are windows that pop up that will explain something in a couple of sentences and that's all you need. Like, You read it once and you're like, okay, good, I know where that is, and you go and you figure it out. Um, But the game knows that you're going to mess up. It knows that you're going to mess up and kind of makes that part of the, the game uh there's you can reset a turn like you just get that out of the gate you can just reset a turn if you mess it up and it will go bad you get that there's also a pilot that you can get that will allow you to reset multiple times and mm. so like you have enough of a safe you're gonna need to reset more than one turn but <laughs> at least you get one you know you have a bit of a safety net there and that's super super nice um but there are a lot of times there's this grid that you're trying to protect. Basically, like, the thing that is keeping the aliens away and if the grid goes down, you get it, your run is over, you're yeah. done. Um, there are a lot of times where you're going to have to ask yourself, like, I'm going to let the grid get hit here. Like, I'm going to be able to make this up. I hope in the future that this is okay. I'm going to protect the grid over damage on my units or another objective, like protecting tanks or other building or tanks or satellites or something like that. Uh, you're you're going to take that hit or you're going to go the other way where it's like, ah man, my grid has taken a lot of damage recently. I'm going to give up one of these other things. And so that constant trade off, like it's a really foolish mentality to get into like everything has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's so much fun about it is a lot of times you're like, how am I going to mess? What's the best way for me to mess this up? (laughs) Um, And you just... You get to that point where you're making those kind of big forward-thinking decisions so quickly. Like, you spend an hour with this game and you got it. And that's good. I love being able to get to so much complexity so quickly just because of how efficiently it's designed and how much it's communicating. And it's so good. And what I'm seeing here... The reason why I'm rambling on is because, like, I think any of the Nine Allies could love this game. And I just, like... Please play it. Yeah, like, are there are there hesitations with this genre or platform or timing on my list. or anything on it's my on list? list? Okay.
1: Saw a PC gamer raving about it. They're like, "Yo, Godi." Yeah, one of the first GOATies of the year. Yeah, they're like, it's very good." Freaking out about how good it is. But I love the I love simple complexity like that. Yeah. where you you. On on the visually, you have kind of a lot going on, like behind the scenes, I mean, with uh, all the units having advantages, disadvantages, there's so much there, right? but it feels so simple in terms of just like, all right, once I get all the mechanics out of each individual unit, I can just make those decisions on the fly. Um, Yeah, I love that.
0: It's just like the way they could present everything in this game feels like it was done in the best way, or at least a really good one. Like... You don't sit there and it doesn't, like, go on and on and on about, like, this is the state of the world, here's what's going on. Uh, it's just, like, when you let the grid take damage and a building dies and, or a building gets destroyed and a bunch of people die, like, you'll get smacked. They're like, oh, my God, like, you let that happen. Like, all of our oh best people were in there. And it's like, you, you'll there'll just be these little text oh bubbles that gosh. kind of bubble up and, and and you'll hear from and you're like, oh, Oh, I feel bad about that. Like, I just Sorry. made that super tactically, <laughs> but you're telling me that that had a lot more consequence to it than it actually did. That's, cool. And that's really cool. That is cool. Yeah. Is Brandon, there a
2: campaign that you're working through right now? So, are you like.
0: The, the way that it works is there's different difficulty levels. I highly recommend starting on easy. It will still feel like a challenge, I promise, uh, especially when starting out. Uh, the way that it works is you have islands of humanity that you're trying to protect. You only start with one island. Once you beat. That island, you unlock another one, and then when you beat the second one, I believe this is the way it works. When you beat the second one, it's like, hey, do you want to do the final battle? And you can go and you can do that final battle right away. But if you do that, you know you're not going to be as developed. However, the final battle scales around you, and so you have another choice to make. Do I want to go and try to get more weapons and resources at the other islands, the three other islands, or two other islands, or whatever it is? Uh, or do I want to jump into the final battle right away? And then once you do that. Um, you kind of beat it and you can go up on another difficulty and like the maps and what you're fighting changes every time Cool. and so you're just trying to, to have a good run as you accomplish specific things you'll get medals and you can earn different sets of mechs so you start out with like a pretty straightforward one but then you can unlock like I got one that you could only push and then you had a fighter pilot that could like jump over enemy units and so if you're looking for like I want a super lengthy campaign. I don't think that's there for you. Like, if you really stick with it, you'll probably get through easy and normal fairly quickly. (laughs) But what's fun about it, and I think the game makes a strong enough case for it, is you're going to want to see what those different mechs do and how it changes the feel of the game. Like, that stuff is good enough that Mm -hmm. getting those unlocks and trying it on different difficulties and configurations, that's what you're going to want. Because when you die... You can send one pilot that you've leveled up back to the past and try again and carry that sort of thing over. And you might get multiple really good pilots. And so choosing uh, the best one is another interesting decision. It's just really fun. Sick. It is like the kind of game. I mean, it's such a cliche thing to say. Yeah. Where you'll be like, all right, I've got 10 minutes. One more. And then like three hours go by. Um,
2: Not to be that guy, but could this possibly work on mobile?
0: Yeah, it could. It could definitely work on mobile. Um, yes. It could work I'm on mobile. I'm not saying it would be best,
2: but... Or you know,
0: sweet. There's just... Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, but there's just a... This sounds like there's a lot of instances where I go to my phone to amuse myself that like something like this sounds awesome. Yeah. For that time period. I'm in that mood. So yeah, like, I just want to crush something and do something tactically real quick for 10 minutes and then done.
0: I think it might be coming to mobile. I've just kind of... I should know this, and I don't, uh, but I've just been so kind of enamored with the PC version that it's like, I see a lot of people saying that, and I'm having such a good time over here that I don't even care, but I think it might be coming to mobile, and so if you want to wait for that, I understand.
2: Yeah, those tactical thinking a lot before making this step and then saving it, and I'll get back to that that chess match later, are one of my favorite genres on mobile, period. I love stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I've been trying out a bunch of different mobile games Brandon, and I know that you're more well-versed in mobile than a lot of us. And the thing that I'm finding frustrating is like so many of them feel like I'm not playing this. I'm just clicking through and winning. And it's going to take me hours to get to the point where I feel like any of my decisions matter. And so something like this where it's like, Nah, son, yeah. you're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna die. Uh, yeah. Would would be like a kind of a breath of fresh air compared to a lot of what I'm playing on mobile. Is that like something that you're encountering that annoys yeah. you? Yeah. Because like or, or, they or, call themselves yeah. strategy games, but I'm not doing anything. Yeah.
2: Or or a lot of times I'll like one aspect of the rule set or how the gameplay works and, and not like most of the other things in that game. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's tough that, like, in a lot of instances I find, I'm like, I like this mobile game and this mobile game. And if I could just jam them together, I'd right. have, like, my favorite mobile game ever.
0: Uh, the thing that I would be worried about on mobile with Into the Breach is, like, where you're going really matters. So mm. if I fat finger it or do something <laughs> stupid... I'm going to get really pissed off, and that could potentially have very dire consequences. And so it is nice having the precision of a mouse uh, in order to deal with that stuff. But it's great. It's one of those games, like, you know, I talk a lot about big RPGs or long, very involved emotional games on here. And it's like, well, okay, I'm probably going to be the only ally that plays this, or maybe Damiani or maybe Huber will or something. But it's like this, you guys can get into this and spend a couple hours with it and be good and get so much out of it that I really do hope that you give it a try. Like, it's not expensive. It's very easy to understand. It's cool. It's fun. It's great. Please play it.
1: I awesome. might play it today. Yeah, please do. Because I'm uh, going to be writing a review. So I'll just kind of have it on the side. Maybe yeah. A little bit like, uh, Hearthstone style.
0: Like,. <laughs> It's so efficient at getting to the point that even spending like twenty minutes with it, yeah. you'll you'll get is there a, something.
2: Is there a out. clock winding down during battles, or can you really just stare at that battlefield for like ten minutes? Like,
0: uh, oh no, no, no! Uh, you can, you can like before you make your turn, cool. you can stare yeah. as cool. long as you cool. want. Cool. yeah. Like and I'll be back to that. Right, right. Yeah. I love that, that. <laughs> that sounds nice, but there have been moments where a turn will I I will stare at it forever, and then a turn will go by, and i like, wait, I didn't see that. <laughs> Right. Th- of course, that would happen. I didn't see that, so it can. I just saw,
2: I just saw someone. I saw someone tweet out um, uh, from another publication that was just like, "I've been staring at this map for the last 15 minutes trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I think I would have a more a better understanding of my tactical advantages right now, right. and I'm still clueless. And
0: that <laughs> is something that I would recommend to people is, when they start playing because I fell into this trap too, where like. I would start something would go bad and be like, no, I have to, new game, new game. <laughs> yeah. And I did that like four or five times. I don't remember how many times I did that, but I did it a lot of times. And you need to break that mentality pretty quickly. Like, just let the bad stuff happen. Try to make it not as bad as possible. Like, like XCOM, it's, it's, a very, it's a very similar. Yeah. And you know, FTL is a good.
2: Your buddy went out the airlock, just let him go. Let him go. Do
0: you know what my friend Sad. did to me the other day? It was the worst. He gave me a Hotake! Oh. Did you see it coming? Be honest with me. No, but I wasn't scared that time. Okay. Didn't see it coming. Uh, I'm excited today to announce a new thing that we're going to be doing with Hotake. New it's a, things! It's, it's going to be a recurring Hotake, where it's going to be a frame, and I'm going to put different things into it, uh, depending on the situation. So, like, when E3 rolls around, it I've, it got, I've got ideas. 3 for it (laughs) the name of the segment is how we doing that's the name of the 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 segment and what i thought would be fun to do is to to talk about things that we love and if they should be brought back Mm. and if they are brought back how would we bring them back things that we care a lot about things that are not in good shape let's say the first I want to start with is uh, is Castlevania. It's been a long time since Lords of Shadow 2. And uh, we just recently had a well-received, which I have not seen yet, well-received Netflix anime. Oh, I haven't ha- seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Oof. Only four episodes.
2: I know. They were promoting it the other day, and I got excited. I thought the new episodes were out. But... I feel like I'm
0: doing <laughs> this bad thing where I'm saving... Because I know I'll like it, I'm saving the Netflix Castlevania for when I really need it. Because I know I'll love it, but I'm it's worried that I'm good. just gonna keep saving it. Don't
1: yeah, don't save it too much, because then you're gonna like have higher expectations. There's just not that much of it. There's just not that much. Yeah, of it. and it's not like a ten out of ten. It's great,
2: but it's not. I
0: don't need it to be a ten out of ten. Yeah, it's not. I need like, it to be okay. above
2: like a three. Perfect. And I'll probably yeah. like yeah. There's it. like two scenes that are pretty yeah. stellar. Like it's good. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty, really good. Pretty gratifying really good
0: but i think every single ally has a deep admiration and love for castlevania and Mm -hmm. they've tried so many well maybe not so many but they've tried several different things with castlevania a lot of them have been bad um in my opinion i know you and i have differing feelings on lord's of shadow yeah i'm I'm, um, i like lord's of shadow one but two i despise (laughs) so what is the state of castlevania right now does it need to come back that's the first question.
1: Yeah, it does. Why? Unfinished business. There are a lot of... There's unfinished business, though. You know? like What is the unfinished business? Series, like... Oh, God, I don't even want to say it, but I must. Like, Onimusha, they had a fourth one with different characters, but, like... Three kind of wrapped it up. Like, mm-hmm. it's complete, you know? I just feel like Castlevania has unfinished business. There's more to tell. There's more to see. Like, it just doesn't feel over.
0: Man, for, like... In terms of wrapping up a story, I don't get that sense from Castlevania at all. Like, that's... that's. If you were to give me a new Castlevania game, yeah. a story and lore is not why I would be excited. It'd of be course. Like, but me I mean, the music.
1: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> all the... those other elements. But I, I just feel like they... It just, uh, ah, it's it hard to put my finger on it. It just doesn't feel over. It doesn't feel like it, it should end yet. Like within this space, with not it, necessarily
0: just with the story. Yeah, not just space, the story,
1: not many. just the story. Just like we have, we, like we need a modern Castlevania in a way that Lords of Shadow was not.
0: So what like, is that, what does that modern Castlevania look like? Because you've got Bloodstain coming out, you've mm-hmm. got all of these indie games inspired directly by Castlevania. What does it look like? But before we get there, mm-hmm. Brandon, does Castlevania need to come back?
2: No. I, it hurts. That's why we went to you. It hurts real bad, but I'll tell you what. What is bringing me to that decision is Souls, man. I mean, I just I just finished the Souls retro, and I can't stop thinking that. Just so many moments. I'm, I'm watching footage of this game. I played Bloodborne, but I did not play Demon Souls or I played Dark Souls for like an hour. We streamed it back in the day, uh, but ha- I have not experienced much of this game. And I'm just watching hours and hours of it. And th- this is it. They did it. This is the modern version of this. Series I played back in the day, surprises, uh, opening up crypts, having just all sorts of terrible, horrible things come flying out, you know, projectiles and boss animations and enemy animations that are just wild and unpredictable and, uh, and just sometimes flat out unfairness, just, there's no way you could have dodged that, sorry, you're dead, and the, the gothic vibe, incredible music, uh, just the the, the flogging, you know, just this idea that, like, I am just beating this game and just smacking it and smacking it and just this battle of attrition to finally get to the end and get to this big, just unforgiving boss encounter and then finally get through that. And then even having a victory at that kind of be short-lived because you know the evil's coming back. You know this this whole world runs on cycles and Dracula's going to be back someday and whether that's your heir or someone who's going to pick up the mantle is going to have to do this whole thing again. And so... Just that feeling of despair and hopelessness, and that it, it really takes a particular type of person to to carry this burden of going in and and, and stopping this curse. And they, they they did it. And so it's it's just it's absolutely everything I would have ever wanted a Castlevania. I'm, put, I'm 3D gonna push to back B. on
1: this, man. Can I ram a stake <laughs> through a vampire's heart in Dark Souls or Bloodborne? No. Sure, the gameplay is extremely similar. The dream would be if From Software just made a Castlevania game, of course. But like, I want Vampires. I want the bloodline. I want the Belmonts. I want to like the whips. Yeah, you can get a whip in Bloodborne, but it's like such a different vibe and 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 lore. It's it's just a different feeling, you know. It's like comparing the hunters and whatever you are in Dark Souls. I don't even know where's Brad, but like comparing that to like this vampire hunter. You know, I'm gonna be a vampire hunter coming back to
0: to slay Dracula, like. I don't yeah. I don't get that feeling from Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Are arguing that Bloodborne is a replacement is something that I've heard before and really don't agree with because Bloodborne Bloodborne to me is like actually haunting. And I think there are many things that make it actually haunting. It is it is the desperation you feel in the fights, it is the seriousness with which the story presents itself, it is the fact that you can't hit a button and just open up your map. Like there are a lot of factors at play. And to me, like Castlevania is if, if Bloodborne is, like, simulating gothic horror, Castlevania is taking a step back and being like, man, isn't this shit awesome? Like, isn't it really cool <laughs> yeah. that this skull is floating around and isn't that fun and we're going to have this sick track playing alongside of it? It's more of, like, a celebration of how awesome this theme is <laughs> than than actually freaking me out yeah. uh, the way that Bloodborne Can and I I kind of miss that celebration. I miss that levity, and that's that's what I I don't like. Lords of Shadow is it like tried to do that but didn't succeed. And I would much rather have a fast-based, fun, kind of almost jubilant two D game. So you would want two D again, like Symphony and me.
2: Yes, I would want. I would want a a a Switch two D like Symphony (sighs) of the Night style. I don't know. It just feels so
1: limiting to me. I know you can do really wonderful things with with 2D, but, like, wow, do I really want to go into a massive castle and just explore that thing in three dimensions and, like, go underneath and find some crypts. And, like, I want that so bad. And that's something that just
0: 2D cannot. Here's what I'm kind of a little bit worried about Mm -hmm. is... I was talking about that tone, right? Like, even playing Symphony of the Night Now right now, which is an incredible game with incredible atmosphere and incredible music. I don't think it's a game that like freaks you out or or is haunting to you. Mm-hmm. I think it is a game that you just it kind of makes you excited. With the shift to three D, I want to know that you can nail that tone. Like, don't make it so campy that it's like mm-hmm. agonizingly awful. Uh, something like like a. I don't know. I, I have several references that I could pull out there, like like Matt Hazard. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, you're cool. Yeah. Um, or, but don't take yourself so seriously that it's a sl- slog to get through like every single interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, like, B three D give me a huge world to explore. Make it awesome. But what what does that tone look like? That's that's where I'm struggling.
1: Like, I want to see. I, like double down on vampires. You know what I mean? Like, vampires coming out. Vampire of the Masquerade bloodlines has been out. There's been shades of vampires obviously throughout Castlevania. It's built on Dracula and vampires of course, but like and and Lords of Shadow that opening trailer like was showing you like yo, you're going to like have these powers and stuff. It's like Arkham, like be the Batman, like right. be a vampire. It's like I still feel like they haven't made like driven that home yet in a in a satisfying way of like being a vampire or being a vampire hunter whichever it may be um and that's kind of the unfinished business i have where it's like i can't even imagine with modern technology and graphics and and all of this how cool they could do vampires of just that the the there's so much there of just like sunlight and staking things through hearts and garlic and holy water and mist and bats like really get that day night cycle
2: would be fascinating yeah day and night
1: yes so like
2: Like, there's only there's the only stuff you can go find that'll be out at night but obviously night is not a fun yeah it's a horrible night to have a curse Mm. the game you're describing huber it will never ever ever happen. (laughs) it just doesn't like what company are we talking about here you know it's like it just doesn't seem just it, it 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 seems like yeah there's and that's the kind of thing where it's like souls did it there's no need to do it obviously there's a different recipe to making Castlevania games is a whole different flavor there but I, I that seems too much of an ask I think for a, for a fan of, of games yeah. well Vam, vampire
1: sounds insane like the, the brief things I've heard about it is that you are a doctor that is, has become a vampire and you can choose to either feed on people you can kill anyone or save anyone in that game which is insane so if this game can do that like mm. What can a huge budget Castlevania game be? Sometimes,
0: sometimes I think we like overestimate what a thing needs to be. Mm Because I think about A Link Between Worlds. Yeah, right. And I think about personally how I feel like what a what an amazing game that is. And obviously, you could counter back with Breath of the Wild, Mm -hmm. of course. But Breath of the Wild or uh, A Link Between Worlds was such like a feel good check in moment to me because it aped so much of what. A Link to the Past did well, but that being able to shift into the wall and how it incorporated that mechanic into the story, how it changed the feel of everything, how it changed how you navigated that world, made it a really fresh, exciting experience. And when I think about Castlevania... Like I think about why those DS games are praised so much it's because they change things up mechanically. Like mm-hmm. I think how you move through an environment and how you attack things and the tools you have is like the most important thing in Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Like how those sub weapon fields is crucial. How how your character can dash is crucial. And so like I think there's so much room for experimentation within that. That, that could be exciting enough to be a new game. I don't think it has to be like a totally. huge Mega blockbuster. It's just,
1: I'm, there's been so many Metroidvania games lately. Like, I'm so fatigued with that genre, I guess. Yeah. And, I, and, and just even talking about God of War earlier, like, the reinvention of this franchise, like, I guess that is what I want from Castlevania. Because, like, they tried it with Lords of Shadow, and it just didn't work. And obviously, they have the PS2 ones, like Lament of Innocence and everything. They went 3D. Yeah. But, like, I still feel like we have not had... That legendary 3D Castlevania. We sure. need it. it yeah. It's not done. Like we need that game. I
0: refuse to so, be part of this world. <laughs> so let's talk about this 3D Castle this this mythical 3D Castlevania that needs to be done, that needs to be legendary. Yeah. I think the first question you need to ask is how much of the old Castlevania is it, or maybe a better way to frame it is how much of the old Castlevania is it trying to adapt? this new format is it is it a completely radical different thing that is going in a truly new direction where a lot like there are no sub weapons you're not picking up hearts you're not doing any of this stuff is that all gone or are you trying to keep some of those I mean like a
1: up? Resident Evil 4 situation you know yeah. you're still picking up herbs and ethane sprays and there's still elements of the other Resident Evil some characters pop up here and there yeah but it just is so I would say something like that And, like, God of War, where, like, there are elements, of course, that carry through, like, any
0: Final Fantasy game or something in Zelda, but, you know. What's so interesting about Resident Evil 4, like, what makes that game so remarkable to me is the speed at which it increased. Mm -hmm. Like, how you could just simply get from point A to point B was so much faster, so much more hectic, Mm -hmm. and the same was true of your enemies. And what I liked is, like, the tone shaped around that. Like, it wasn't this methodical dark and dreary horror game anymore. It still had those elements, yeah. but it was it was an action movie in yeah. a lot of ways. And I liked that. Like whatever direction it goes, I want the whole theme to be shaped mm-hmm. around it.
1: Yeah. I think Jones, dude, you got me so hyped with the day night cycle. Like going into a castle or something, yeah. but like sure it's daytime outside where everything's peaceful, you have that calm, you have that safety, but even if it's daytime and you go into that crypt, like yeah. there's no sunlight down there. Like that's that's a dungeon. It's gonna be intense. It'll well, be fun if you have like
2: grapple moves too. If you could like gr- like grab a vampire and just like hold them yeah. out the window and burn them, and they're like something. yeah, <laughs> um, like oh,
1: I want to be a vampire. Really runner. curious to see where where this
2: conversation is at after <laughs> Bloodstain comes out. Yeah, if that. Well, if we play that and we're like finally, or we're yeah. like ah, we're I guess we're over this genre. I don't know. I mean, honestly, how much do we love that stuff? Is that are we are we are our eyes kind of glossed over with nostalgia, or is this can they keep making these games?
0: They can keep making them. They're yeah, like, because I think it's like Celeste
1: it. and, and I guess not really Celeste, but like Econoclasts kind of has that 2D puzzle kind of, you know, shades of, of the old Castlevanias in there. And yeah. Link Between Worlds wasn't too long ago, so like I mean, you've, you've got Owl even Boy, more like literal ones like Dead Cells yeah, or... Dead Cells, yeah. even Owlboy kind of yeah, has... Yeah, Verge 2 Yeah, so like they yeah. keep making these games and they're great, but like... I still crave and yearn for that that huge Castlevania game. What? But that's just preference, you know, because you're always going to have the Symphony of the Night, I guess. See, again, there hasn't even been a good 3D one. It can't even be like a Resident uh, Evil 1 versus a 4. Right. It's just like, yo know, Symphony of the Night or Super Castlevania 4. Right. They're both the side-scrollers, like... We need that that 3D one so it can be like, all right, Symphony of the Night or this one. It's like,
0: just a, a matter of preference. What about a 3D game where you start, there's no opening cinematic, there's no monologue from any character whatsoever. You just start in a ruined world and people are going to cry Dark Souls immediately. But I think it's going to be different from that where you kind of just explore and you fight. And you start from nothing and you eventually get different weapons, but, but you're, you're practically like naked, yeah. but you find out about, you know, the Belmonts and the, the history of Dracula. And so it, it eventually plays into a history that you already know and are connected with. But I love the idea of like just very slowly piecing that together and, and eventually becoming as powerful as like an Alucard or something over yeah. a very long period of time would love it but open world castlevania with that sort of game would you Souls. want like like a roguelike element like many games have shown that you could incorporate to it like if you die do you lose things i only
1: or? want honestly I'm, I'm not even i'm not joking around but i really only want one thing and that is to drive a stake through a vampire's heart that's in it. a satisfying if that's way in the game, you're good. i think of uh, the gary oldman uh keanu reeves dracula movie and there's like a scene where they stake stake a vamp, and the blood just like splatters, and it's like buckets of
0: blood. Like, I want that, Brandon. <laughs> I want to go back to you saying we don't need this.
2: I. It's not we don't need it. I don't think it's possible. I don't. Konami would have to make this game, right?
1: No, because Mercury Stream did
2: Lords of Shadow. Right, but Konami would have to. Sign off on it. Yeah, of course, of course. But I also and they just don't seem interested whatsoever.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's the phrasing that I want because the Konami that greenlit Lords of Shadow is not the same Konami Mm -hmm. of today. So we got to fight harder. We demand it. We demand it. But my argument to you is Konami has shown no matter how much. Something seems obvious, and no matter how much we loudly complain about it, they mm-hmm. just like don't care yeah. like how how do you deal with a company that took something like p t and ruined it a mm-hmm. guaranteed goal mind of interest mm-hmm. and awe mm-hmm. and just like let it burn mm-hmm. on the vine like yeah. that like
1: and I know there's a lot of metal Gear survive uh fans out there i I keep hearing really good things about it, actually, sure. but uh you know that's still not
0: the metal Gear that. Millions and millions and millions and millions of fans fell in love with. I mean, let's let's look at uh, Metal Gear Survive as an example here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say Konami takes the template of Castlevania and makes Some, a persistent online yeah. game, like Where You're a Vampire Hunter. Does that? Does yeah. that are you immediately like chicked out? No, that can't ever work. Are you um, open to the idea? of that, I'm or? always
1: open to the idea, um, but I would be lying if I said I would wouldn't be bummed out. If Would you went be that direction, album? like an online specific, describe it one more time. Sorry.
0: So like, let's say they, they take a Metal Gear Survive oh, okay. where it's, it's a, Castlevania versus, Survive. No, maybe, yeah. <laughs> to make it simple. Let's say it's Castlevania. Better Survive. than nothing.
2: Better than nothing. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather play that than have them not make any more Castlevania games. Definitely.
0: Okay. I See, know. I don't know if I'm always on that side of the better than nothing. Because they think the nothing is
2: better. Well, I mean now I'm I'm not playing survive. I thought I would actually. I thought I would make some time for it, but cuz like not nothing interested.
1: you know, your the your past is protected. You know, those things are not like if a new thing comes out, you can you still have Symphony
0: of the Night. Like it's there. It's not going yeah. anywhere. I think the thing for me is when we're talking about bringing something back or having it pivot, we have to identify like what was valuable about that thing in the first place and what's so interesting is like m- there are very few games that feel so mimicked as nakedly as something like A Symphony of the Night where there have mm-hmm. been so many That's- direct or indirect inspirations yeah. that I ask myself, like, is really the fundamental appeal of that sort of Castlevania, the progression, the map, the way that you unlock things, like, is that what we need from Castlevania? Are we already getting that need? Or is it really the style, the music? Can can that also be replicated? Yeah. So, I, I want to know. Whereas, like... Like, I think in
1: my brain, a hybrid of a Devil May Cry and Bayonetta on one end and a Dark Souls Bloodborne over here, and then the new 3D Castlevania would be right in the middle.
0: See that? No. See, that's like why... Like that. I was Where so Where it's, like, frustrated. a little faster
1: paced, but it's not, it's not like like a hybrid of that that those systems where it's like you have that flashy sick combat but you also have the insanely rewarding exploration of Souls and Born and the and the the mystery
0: so it's like I really like how in a lot of Castlevania you're so slow at attacking mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. when you attack you really got to commit to it and if you mess up uh you fail and I I that's why I really don't like Lords of Shadow <laughs> is because it is just trying to take something that and supplant it on Castlevania that was already better in Castlevania. Mm. Like like even Castlevania one, like when you swing that whip, mm. like so much of the strategy is okay, how do I have to jump at the right moment and when do I need to hit the button to hit that magician? But I feel like Symphony of the Night is a fast game it years. is it is a fast game but right. even thinking about those boss fights mm-hmm. that element is still present like when you get hit by a boss alucard goes yeah. and he, <laughs> yeah. he you know he can't do anything for yeah. a beat because you got hit and suddenly like your positioning was changed mm-hmm. and so yes it is much faster yes you can attack a lot more quickly and do a lot more things but i still think there's that back and forth of mm-hmm. like finding your opening yeah i want that methodical nature to be present
1: yeah not not exactly so like not Devil May Cry ban combat, not Bloodborne Dark Souls combat, but somewhere in the middle. So it has that kind of methodical, no one to attack. But, but then it we just wrap around was... and like, are we just talking about Bloodborne?
2: Well to me what to me one of the Fair big things and, and to me it's not like I brought up souls, not just Bloodborne. Like I I go to Demon Souls and I see Castlevania there. At Dark Souls mm-hmm. three, there's lots of Castlevania going on. Like totally. I think one of the things that's Don't that's very cry. different to me from Souls that from than from the memories that I have of the original Castlevania. I did not play a lot of the three D stuff. I worked on the retrospectives, so I'm familiar with them, but um, I did not play like Curse of Darkness on Xbox and, and like have favorable memories of it. Um but it it for me with souls, souls is a lot of stop and start. Souls is a lot of like go into an area, take a look, figure out, do I wanna just avoid this? Do I wanna like take on this enemy? And then you like lock onto that one enemy, and it's like, okay, me and this person are having this, you know, this this fight, then I'm gonna try to get past that, and then maybe like juggle maybe two people at the same time. Castlevania to me is I killed this guy, now I killed this guy, and I killed this guy, killed this guy, this guy, now this guy, Jumped over that guy, killed five more people. It just they just keep coming and coming and coming. Right. And so it's like I get the I get the vibe in Souls that like this the, the world is tainted. Like this world is full of evil that are just roaming the world. Whereas Castlevania, like the dirt is evil. Like it literally like 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 Dracula is puppeteering these things. Like he's up in his castle cackling, throwing all this stuff at you. So like Again, I bring up attrition. I think that's a very important part of it. Like, I, I would want to see more like ads. I'd want to see more uh, just just being overwhelmed by all sorts mm-hmm. of things. Like you were saying with, with skulls and stuff like that, just having little things pestering you and knocking you off of ledges. And right. and, and, and like Souls has a little bit of that, but I would just see one, just a barrage of threats as yeah. opposed to like the lock on, you know.
1: And they tease that with the Lords of Shadow attack, attack I dodge. CG thing. You know, he's fighting a whole army, but it's, it's Lords of Shadow. Didn't work out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, I think, Jones, you bring up a really good point that I that I like a lot. When you think about both Symphony of the Night and the older Castlevanias, like, whether you're platforming or whether you're fighting enemies, you have to tap into a rhythm in order to get through a room. And if you don't tap into that rhythm, you'll probably fall into a pit. You'll get stunlocked by multiple enemies. Like, there's a punishment for not figuring out of what the rhythm is for that particular room. Very, like, Mega Man-esque in a way. Yeah. And... That's it. That's mm-hmm. what I want from a 3D Castlevania. And playing the 3D Castlevania is like you're, you're not dealing with as many things mm-hmm. that you had to deal with in a 2D Castlevania, maybe because of the limitations of technology, but like, those don't exist anymore. I agree with you that unlike a Souls, being overwhelmed would be key to it. Like mm-hmm. having to deal with a lot of guys quickly, like mm-hmm. they can take you out super quick, but you can also take them down in like a hit or two with a yeah. swing of your whip. I think could feel Would really cool. It. Would you incorporate a lot of platforming? I think. Is oh the oh yeah, yeah. Course. yeah, of course, of course, of course. Of like course. getting through the
1: castle and like whipping around and you know climbing things, what have you?
2: Flip. Secrets you can get to that are purely just you yeah. Have hops to get up there. Okay. You have to judge that jump and that worries me.
0: Is this like we have full camera control? Yeah. Is it locked yeah, camera? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: No, full camera control. Okay. And the sense I, I get the I get the vibe from this is probably unfair, but like I get the vibe from Souls and from Lords of Shadow, where it's like I did my thing here, move on, and like I def and 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 it definitely is a, a linear nature with a lot of the old Castlevania games. But I would love a Castlevania where like you were saying like open world. I definitely get the vibe of like exploring this place. I can kind of look around in a room and be like, what is this room for? Like who? You know, what happens in this room? Like why was this built this way? As opposed to just like cool fight, moving on.
0: See. It's funny because talking about Symphony of the Night, one of the reasons it was so praised is because you had this huge castle that you could just kind of roam around and get lost in. But when I think about that style of game, it always felt kind of obvious, like, okay, I can't go here, I can go here, and like my routes were always very clear. And playing through the New God of War, it's extremely linear, but like there are different offshoots where it's like, I'm going to go check out and see what's in this room. And I don't think... The new Castlevania, I would want to be like a sprawling open world, like I'm running through a field. I want it to be like, here are three different paths, which like one God am I going to take? Like Last of Us or something. Yeah. Like and then like, depending on the path I take, it's a really well-constructed, intricate yeah. enemy layout, yeah. puzzle, platforming. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, which kind of like Castlevania 3, like choose your ground. Yes. But There's hope. There's hope. Will it happen? Yeah. Of Course. Well,
2: what happened? You gotta believe
0: it, baby. Will this type of Castlevania game ever come to exist?
2: If I say yes, it won't happen. If Huber <laughs> says yes, it will. That's just how it works. So you're saying the only
0: <laughs> one we need to hear yes from is Michael Huber? Yes, and we're, exactly. and we're done. We're getting a, a <laughs> new Castlevania
1: on PS4. Woo! And Switch and Xbox One. PC, baby. And PC. Woo! Before next gen, we're getting a Castlevania.
0: I had a whole <laughs> list of games that. Yeah, we I was could talk say, about it's a Castlevania segment <laughs> yeah yeah you know. it a big one well i was thinking about it as we got started where it, we there was a lot being said about castlevania and so i didn't want to be like okay time no. to move on to the next game but yes there was supposed to be a, a huge list that we were trying to get through
2: i mean i'll i'll add one last thing to it yeah as long as as long as that's just just what we're we talking about the castlevania yeah. segment of frame trap uh i would love I would – I'd be bummed if they came out with a new Castlevania after all this time and it was just a bunch of weird – weird new character family. And I think that's kind of what turned me off some of the DS games. I was like, who are these people? You know, it was just like – it was so much new stuff. I'm like, I've played a lot of Castlevanias. I don't know if I need to introduce myself to all of this newness. Hmm. Um, But, like, I would love – I would love, love, love just Mummy, Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman. Like, just – Sure. Classic, like don't use your imagination, reimagine them, sure, but don't go too far. You know, give yeah. me, give me a classic vibe. Give me. So
1: do the dark universe. i love to so see, see the, a two raider do. reboot version Dream of Return. Castlevania.
2: Just going back and embracing your Simon. It's the original. You know, like. It'd be fun to kind of start. I'd love yeah. to see something. I love to see something that's the beginning of something. I made that statement. You can go back and laugh at it if you want. In the uh, uh, GT Castlevania retrospective, where I was like, "Hey, Lords of Shadow, maybe this will be the new franchise." And you're like, "No, <laughs> no. <laughs> they're making one more, and then they're done." Where I didn't know at the time. I was like, "This could be a whole." I, I asked the I, I said in the script, "I'm like, Kojima? will this, new, will this yeah. new generation last as long as the last?" No, <laughs> that was the answer. Nope. Abruptly and sadly.
0: I uh, I agree with you. I like the idea of having the bosses go back to like the Castlevania one style of classic classic beasts. Yeah,
1: werewolf, full Man, moon. I you really gotta like watch like, the, 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 uh, the sun and the the day and night and then the the moon as well. Like yeah, it's a oh, full moon. The circles
2: of the moon.
0: Uh. I, I don't know if I agree with you uh. that like new characters aren't interesting or <laughs> oh no no
2: no just but if they're all new, sure, if there's sure, sure. nothing I can go back to. You know, it's like it'd be. It'd just be fun to play Simon. Or there's, like, again. little
1: shops you can go to. You can buy, like, holy water and stuff. It's, like, the Apothecary.
0: <laughs> like, you, you, think, you think about those classic monsters, right? You think about something like Frankenstein, and there's so many things that you could do with that fight. Yeah. There's so many, like, qualities that Frankenstein has, the way he comes to life, the way he's put together. There are so many mechanics that you could put in just into that one fight that would be so cool. Ah. Oh. And like if the if the New Castlevania were to start off with a giant flying bat and you have to figure out that like you need to get this axe and throw it at it. That it's like new God of War style. That would be sick. All right.
1: I want it. I need it. Vampire, I hope it scratches that vampire itch. Yeah. Coming out in June.
0: That's our trial run of how we doing. Checking in. Might have to change that up a little bit. <laughs> we ready for some emails? Let's do it.
2: How we doing, emails? How we doing, emails?
1: Uh, viewers or listeners, mm-hmm. post in the comments, a uh, video game where you drive a stake through a vampire's heart. Let me know. What about... Uh, in games when that's gone down. You know I what, know in Bloodborne or Dark Souls 3 or 2,
0: you, like, put the cross in her. Remember that kill? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> you remember... Uh, I actually really liked these games at the time. I'm curious if I would like them now. Do you remember Blood Rain? Blood Rain, oh, yeah. yeah. I barely oh, yeah. played Blood Rains, though. I blood Rain is, them. is from a time that will never come back. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. you will never get yeah. another Blood Rain. That came out at the only period of time <laughs> where a Blood Rain made sense. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But I had fun. Like, those games were, s- were so stupid in their violence. Like... The way you could make things bleed—they were jumping on people, stabbing them. (laughs) We should full play through. Full play through blood rain. All right. Uh, First question comes in for Brandon. He says, "Hello, everyone. There are many moments in games that challenge us, then frustrate us. But has there been any moment where a seemingly random enemy encounter or lesser boss had a difficulty spike so great it forced you to stop?" Has it caused you to completely restart the game or drop the game entirely? For example, the one time I played Final Fantasy XIII, there was an encounter in a tower, and because of the game's structure, I couldn't grind and overcome the enemy. It wasn't a boss, but due to the linearity of the game, there wasn't an option to become stronger. Because of this and a host of other factors, I did not want to restart and haven't played the game ever since. It's been about seven years. I have other instances, like in Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy X, but I was curious if any of the panel have encountered this. Thanks, as always, for reading my email. If if you do, and as always, stay easy.
1: Ursula. Kingdom Hearts. My goodness. I don't remember struggling with that, so you're going to have to oh remind me. Oh my gosh, I struggled so hard, because I was trying to just like burn through the games to catch up for three. I've been playing through Kingdom Hearts the last couple years, dating back to game trailers. And I remember getting to Ursula, and it was just this huge spike. Like, I was cruising through the game, and then got to her and was just melted, blown away. And, like, it wasn't even, I couldn't even come close. And I was, like, looking up strategies and, like, trying to see, like, oh, okay, you gotta, like, dodge here. And, like, go behind the, you, like, go behind her head, and you, like, hit her head. She's, like, really gigantic. And I still tried. It and like what could difficulty it, were you playing on? Just normal. Okay. Couldn't do it. So then I had to go back to other places and grind. And that just really slowed me down on the game and like put it sure. away for a while. But the prospect of three and because of Brad's love for it, like helped me overcome it. But it was so annoying because I had to go back to other levels and level up and just keep hitting things. And like it, in Kingdom Hearts, like leaving the area and then coming back and like loads and loads. It's just...
0: It's a whole big thing. Uh, I remember when I was originally... Because of your hype, I was originally trying to get through Animusha. This was mm-hmm. re- relatively recently. Mm-hmm. Like two years ago, I think. Maybe three years ago. I don't know. Uh, and I was really excited about it. And then I realized that you had to not only yeah, yeah, yeah. spend experience to, like, level up your swords, which was awesome. You also had to spend experience to, like basically get new levels of keys yeah. to get into doors yeah. and i was like what cuz I, <laughs> I didn't i didn't realize that you had to do that the second time when i came back i was like okay i know i need to do this and yeah. so it was less of an issue but i just remember that being such a draining experience of being like oh i i can't get into this door yeah. and i just have to keep killing enemies mm-hmm. until i can and Dude, feeling like really defeated how funny
1: is that i was I didn't bring it up about definitely cry but like i got stuck in the opening room Like, yo, we take tutorials for granted. I guess because we used to be able to read the instruction manual, which, you know, kind of lost in... Well, some instruction manuals were hot trash. Yeah, but, like, I got stuck in the opening (laughs) room for ten minutes. The game does not tell you how to play. It doesn't tell you any controls or what to do. So I'm, like, running around this room... And there was the door with, like, this, like, red kind of, like, ghostly image on it. And I thought, because of, like, playing, like, Devil May Cry and Bayonettas and stuff, I thought that I had to, like, kill an enemy to open it. But all I had to do was, like, give it red orbs to open it. (laughs) And I was just like, oh! It was was just,
0: like, these moments where you don't... I've had that happen so many times where, because of, like game conditioning yeah where you're like, yep. okay, you're you're giving me this signal, I clearly need to do this thing. Yeah. And then that's not the answer and <laughs> yeah. you're like, my whole life is a lie. Like <laughs> yeah. I've done this thing that video games are training me for so much yeah. that it can really work against you, especially yeah. and it's so obvious. Yeah. Like you just need to go up and hit a button. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like what am I doing?
2: Uh, I can't think of like small things. I mean there was my infamous Chrono Trigger story where I never beat Chrono Trigger because I just got to the end boss and couldn't couldn't do it. <laughs> Like tried so many times, and then I I, mu- I must have been tripping, but like I swear I went to I time traveled all over the, that game, and there was no enemies, there was no way to level up, there was every every area was just you know nothing there. Sure. Um, and uh, and I I I I gotta mention was it Father Logarius? Who's the guy on top of Kanehurst in Bloodborne?
0: Uh, Martyr Logarius. Martyr Logarius. Oh, yeah.
2: I start up Bloodborne and I'm it. like, okay, cleric beast like takes me a couple tries and then like bloodstarved beast is woof, this is tricky and then like I get into a groove and I'm like, okay, and I'm like, I'm at least I'm at the point now where I'm not just running in and taking each of these things down in one shot. Like I'm definitely getting spanked in this game, but I'm loving it. Like I would die and I would laugh out loud. I'd be like, ha this game is hard. Okay, let's try this again and run through it. And I'm like, I'm really digging this, and I came very close to completely quitting that game on that fight. I was so mad. Uh, It just, it brought, like, like, the way I thought I was going to approach every aspect of that game, it finally happened with Lugarius. and I was
1: just
0: like, Like, Did you do the DLC? (laughs) Um,
2: I didn't finish it, but yeah, I started
0: it. Okay, how was uh, Ludwig for you, the... The first boss,
2: uh, I think. Oh, I think everybody was talking about Ludwig, and I don't think I had a problem with Ludwig. Huh, interesting. I, think, I, I mean, not have a problem with something means like I died six times, but right. I, I did it. The two uh,
0: bosses in Bloodborne that gave me trouble were Lugarius and, and Ludwig. So,
2: and uh, the on the new game plus the first Bloodstar bloodstarved beast fight took him down just the first try, like not a you know not a problem. But it just we all have our own demons <laughs> you know, in those types of games. Yeah. Like, I think it was. I got the rhythm of him, and I knew, because he flies, and he has this, like, I'm up here, and they he right next to you, like, attacks. Are... And he's got the blasts, and, like, none of those are a problem, because there's a lot of, like, columns and things yeah. on that rooftop, and it's sloped in a way that I'm like, okay, I can get behind stuff, and this guy can't touch me. I just can't hit him. I just can't. I get close to him, and I, like, oh, you're close to me. Damage, damage, damage. Like, I just couldn't find those openings. What weapon were you using? Uh, I used the um, the saw you start with for the and whole game. saw Yeah. I think I swapped out just for funsies sometimes, but uh, if I like wanted to do a good job, I would uh, go back to that because I just got comfortable with it. But uh, oh, I, this it, is it, my good job. It wasn't, it. and it wasn't just that it was hard and made me want to stop playing the game. I like was cursing the game yeah. audibly. I was like, like, it just when when you get angry and then five minutes later you're like, whoa, <laughs> like I just whoo, I, I blew my top there. <laughs> this uh, yeah, I must be in this song. game.
0: I love the range of emotions that I go through mm-hmm. when I, when I get that stuck where first you're just mad and maybe mad at yourself. Like maybe you did something stupid, but then you'd like try to look at it and you're like, no, this is clearly <laughs> badly designed. Like how I, I'm not, how is anybody supposed to be able to read this? This doesn't make any sense. And then you beat it and you're like, man, I really like this game. Yeah. Like you just, uh, yep.
2: I still haven't f- f- beaten Abritus, The, 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 the multi eyeballed laser guy. It was like the little laser attacks. You're, he's like he's like in water. You're like in a cave and it's all crystals and you're like within like like a yeah. foot of water. Um, when, when he does his laser attack and I go running, he finds me and kills me. <laughs> but you're like, you just got to roll more. I'm like, I'm rolling. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is.
1: Only Soulsborne fight I never beat was three or two Ancient Dragon. Oh, yeah. Stupidest <laughs> <I didn't>, fight. <laughs>
0: for real? Like, I didn't do that either because I didn't want exactly, to. I exactly. Just like, don't there are want fights, to.
1: Jones. Yeah, yeah like you know, the
2: like, is totally optional. So K- I just like, yeah, Castle, right.
1: you're like, I want to beat this guy because yeah. this yeah. is amazing no. yeah. and I just want to beat him. This <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> sucks. <laughs> this just sucks. It's just so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So over that fight. I was like, all right, this will be yeah. the, one, the one in this series that I don't beat, the one that got away. I was like, whatever. I'm over it
2: well, well, That's a Yeah now. it's just a stupid <laughs> Kill the engine, engine dragon The next no, time
0: Don't make if me If I win this bet Don't make Did you me. play you through Dark Souls 3 it. Jones? No No Man uh, I really want your opinion on Nameless King Cause no. that fight to me is I got nice. to
2: I, I played at E3 I got that judge's uh, tease When I was a, a judge at E3 That he were spoiled live Oh yeah Must be him, nice After I told him not to <laughs> that's, right. that's right You, you played put, Dark You put Souls. it in my head No I didn't
1: You planted it in my brain
2: but uh, it wasn't <laughs> even that guy, that's funny looking back now, cutting three this week, but uh, the guy, the big black sludge thing that pops up on the rooftop that, like, the first tutorial boss, uh, yundi- uh, Gundeer, it, like, pops out of his shoulder, the big arm, rah, you know, it's like, yeah. and then you fight that thing, something else like that. I couldn't even get past that sucker the first run of Dark Souls 3. Like, made it to the dancer to die, immediately. I feel like, like that, but... that
0: thing is, like, meant to kill you the first time. Yeah. like Oh, that okay, like that a, can happen. like a mini boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Love that. Love when you are happy killing something in souls, and you're like, that didn't even have a health meter. That wasn't even a boss! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Spent the last hour and a half, damn it. But it is nice,
1: some of those enemies like disappear forever when you kill them. Like some of those knights. The hunters from Bloodborne were my favorite part.
2: That's
0: that's such a good feeling. Oh, those hunters.
2: (sighs) I I, uh, I remember fighting a lot of the
0: hunters, like dragging them out, being like, okay, we're gonna dance around this thing for like 10 minutes, and I'm slowly gonna chip you down and stay dead. (laughs) bloodborne just came out
1: on ps plus so everyone's there's a hashtag return to yharnam event going on yeah people are discovering the game for the first time and forums are being flooded with like it just killed the blood beast!" of beast and like i was just reading all about it and i got the memory and the feeling of playing bloodborne for the very very first time and i had full body chills for like 45 seconds just holding on to that moment of like, I remember it so clearly. That first area, navigating through, getting some kills. See, and I was like, "All right, oh, it's good."
0: <laughs> this this is also a, like a super shitty Must Be Nice moment, and I realized, and so forgive me, but I, I enjoy playing Bloodborne anytime. But when I was reviewing it, mm. that was the best because. Not only could I not rely on anyone for help, like mm. there was there was no option for multiplayer, there were no guys, there was nothing. Like yeah. I got stuck in a boss or an area. I had I could overcome it. Yeah, I had to overcome it on my own. And I know that you can just not look now, but I think knowing it's different. Area, it's yeah, a I different come. feeling. Like when you're in complete isolation. Yeah. It's just a different sensation. I long for that so much, mm-hmm. being able to to not be tempted to look and get through it. Uh, this next email is the strangest email I've ever gotten on Frame Trap. And because of that, uh, I couldn't not Let's get it. weird. Just had the weirdest dream. Comes in from James. What up, allies? Oh, my God, I just had the strangest, funniest dream. I just had a dream where I was playing the drums at a wedding, which is my actual job, and in attendance at the wedding were all nine of the easy allies. <laughs> yes. As I played the drums, I was certain... I was certain to, as any good entertainer would, try to read the guests to make sure everyone was having a good time. When I noticed one of the allies seemed to have disappeared from the crowd. Damiani. A few minutes later, the doors (laughs) to the wedding reception burst open and drunk as shit, Ben Moore comes racing in wearing a banana costume. Screaming incoherently as he turns towards another guest wearing a gorilla suit.
2: None of us were invited. No, you're all there. Everybody's there. No, I know. We weren't invited, though. Oh, we're just crashing this way.
0: Banana Ben Moore then runs over to the gorilla suit guy and tackles him, throwing him to the ground, prompting undercover police officers to step in, attempting to break up what had then escalated into a full-blown fist fight. However, in order to make sure the fight was not interrupted, Ben then began tossing banana peels near the officer's feet, causing them to slip, leaving Ben free to get his revenge on the gorilla or whatever. Turns out Damiani was filming the whole thing and the dream ended after he and I watched the jackass style footage of Ben putting the costume on in the reception hall entrance while drunkenly explaining his plan and then kicking down the reception hall door. Never before had I truly appreciated just how delightfully strange things can be. Has the panel ever played a video game so unusual that the game was amazing, or at the very least, memorable? Personally, Octodad, Doki Doki Literature Club, QWOP, and Deadly Creatures, a game on Wii where you play as a tarantula and a scorpion, come to mind. Very familiar with Deadly Creatures. I don't know, but...
1: They don't know yet, but I'm getting married soon, so I hope you show up to my wedding in a banana costume. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. Drunk as shit. Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm not saying there's a 0% chance either. It's going to be a lot of booze. A lot of booze. Is there going to be a lot of booze? Free
1: booze. Woo! A lot of booze. Flowing. Oh,
0: boy. I hope, like, all nine of the allies get drunk, (laughs) and it's just chaos. (laughs)
1: The weirdest game I've played is co
0: Co-op, co-op is weird. That was weird. Yeah. Co-oping co co-op too? God, I get these. You get those. Just I really want you to play Sonic Dreams. The Sonic Dreams collection. Sonic Dream yeah, I never played it. Yeah. So the question is, have we had a dream about... No, the question is, what's the weirdest the game weirdest you game? played Just that you it? enjoyed because it was so strange? Okay, yeah. Uh, Deadly Premonition comes to mind. And if Deadly Premonition is not a ride you've been on it's a ride you should go on, Mm -hmm. I think the thing that's frustrating about recommending Deadly Premonition is it really takes a while Mm -hmm. to get going. Can we throw Binary uh, Domain into that category too? Those two games. I was scrolling through my PS3 games and I saw Binary Domain. I'm like, oh man, I really, I didn't, but I really want to play some Binary Domain. Love it. Binary Domain like starts weird Mm -hmm. and ends up like batshit insane. Yep. Oh man. Love that game. Very weird.
2: I need to play more weird games. As I went through my brain, I stopped on Earthworm Jim. <laughs> of all Earthworm the games so like, weird. Like that I have yeah. played, that's just, just nonsensical the entire way through. Yeah. And I really liked that.
0: And that's, um, like that's why Earthworm Jim is good, is because of how weird it is, yeah. How about Glover?
1: That's a weird game. The fact that Glover exists, you're like a hand?
0: I need to throw down the gauntlet. On Glover. Hardest game, like, ever. Glover is terrible. Yeah. But, and I, I, every time I suggest that, I get a league of defenders that say it was great and in this integral part of this ch- their childhood, and I understand that things, like, yeah. are important in the childhood, but that game yeah. controls, like, ass. I mean, obviously, some of that is intentional because you're a glove controlling balls, but it's just not any fun. Mm-hmm. I felt that at the time. I got a lot of flack. I need to play through Glover to show these people that it is is a bad video. I don't know if I've heard of this game. Glover? Yeah, is you're,
1: like N64. you're like N sixty four. You're like, yeah, you're like. It's, it's a cute idea. It is. Yeah. It's like a puzzle. <laughs> puzzle platformer, I don't know the you, exact subgenre. Like puzzle platformer I would say.
0: Yeah, you're this glove and yeah. you can like control different balls of different weights and they let you do different things. It was
1: impossible as a kid. I had that game and it's I could not It's impossible
0: because it's ass. And yeah,
1: and I could not progress.
0: <laughs> it's so hard. Uh, we should stream Glover at some point. I remember not having a good time with it. Last email comes in from David and I'm sorry to do this to you Brandon but out of all of the allies, I thought you'd be a good sport to it. Oh, I'm ready. Colin Jones out for the latest Q and A.
2: Yeah, let's do it.
0: And this is one. The, re- the reason why I gravitated to it so much is because I was like, I, I, mm, I know, I know, and this proved it. Hey, wasn't sure where to send this, so I'm sending it here. Good place. Send all your vindictive you emails. Right? Yeah. On the latest Q&A, Jones said he would play Spider-Man before Red Dead 3. Lies. Because he's okay with... Straight up lies. Popping that bottle at the right moment. We got to get through the email. We got to get through the email. All right. Anyway, on the latest (laughs) Q&A, Jones said he would play Spider-Man 3 before Red Dead 3 because he's okay with popping that bottle of wine at the right moment. I was doing some housework today and decided to throw on an old Easy Allies podcast. Number 30, (laughs) date October 12th. 2016 and it was around the 24 minute mark where you guys were talking about games being available early to those who would pay for it Funny enough Jones said he'd pay $500 and later on anything to get Red Dead 3 early Yes. Busted. Have a good day guys All of you do good work.
2: Well, I'm not busted if by that time the insomniac Spider-Man had not been announced By that podcast that he referenced had Spider-Man been announced so did I know that the people who made Ratchet & Clank were going to be making a Spider-Man was
0: game? Was Spider-Man announced? Probably not. No, I think it was. By October 12, 2016? It's a long time ago, dude. Yeah, Spider-Man was announced a long time ago. But we probably didn't was. know anything
1: about it. So, that, you know, we probably maybe just had a
0: name. No, there was that teaser trailer. That's how they announced it. I, just, Do I, don't, I
2: don't think it's a gotcha. Because what if I would spend $1,000 to play Spider-Man early? And, and the no, thing, but later on you said anything. Anything? Oh, I would do anything? Well, I would yeah. also do anything to play Spider-Man. Just, just because I would do anything to do one thing doesn't mean that another thing in the world wouldn't possibly be of more value to that. And if I need to double down on my Q&A statement, what, what, specifically the definition of the statement is that I would play it first. I would Announced
1: wouldn't, to E3 2016.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. I would not – if I had those two games in front of me right now, I would not – Play Spider-Man to completion getting all achievements beating all bosses going to credits take a deep breath and then go let's check out this Red Dead thing but if both discs were in my hand I'm so curious about how Spider-Man feels like I'm I am it's killing me whereas like does Red Dead 2 feel good? It does. <laughs> you know, like are those characters well written? They are. Yeah. Is that world gorgeous? It's going to be, you know. Okay. But Spider-Man's like I I just I, I have a fear of Spider-Man. I have, I'm like, there's got to be the characters have got to be done. or something. There's got to be something they messed up because it just seems like a dream come true. So I
0: think I think maybe the framing for everybody is a little bit off, and it is for it me. It was as just well. the word
2: play, not like finish, yeah. you know, not like review. So just you'd like,
0: quickly throw in Spider-Man,
1: yeah, and check it out I for an that. hour, or three, you know, like, oh,
2: and okay. I think that's the and problem. If it kept, it's like, it's if it kept my interest, you know, kudos to that. Yeah. if I kept playing it. Okay. But I'd just be like, I
0: got it. But if you could only have like, one, it would be Red Dead. Yes. Got it, okay. No question. Right, we'll if I could it.
2: only play one game this year, I'm sorry, Spider Man. <laughs> like, I'll buy it. The swinging does not match the, you know. I think I was so excited
0: about, about the, the Colin gotcha. Jones out. I
2: love it. No, that's great. And I, one of my favorite things in this job, yeah. Uh, whether we're GT or at Easy Allies, is going back and being like, I went back and watched the podcast from six years ago. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like. Or just like bringing up bets we forgot about or, I mean, nothing, you know, holding us accountable is what this entire thing is about. Like we don't make we don't make these podcasts or do Q&A's or, 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 or have this conversation with the community for it to be. They ask us a question. And we respond. Done. It's right. like I want you to then respond to what we said. Yeah. I want this to be a conversation. So like I love Define. that. I love, you know, of defending myself
0: doing this all the time. You you realize like obviously to the best of my ability, I'm going to try to be <laughs> accurate Well, they know us better than we know ourselves. Yes, also true. Also true. (laughs) But like when you're when you're asked to make predictions or make things up in hypothetical situations, like most of the time you're going to be dreadfully wrong. Like that's not on you. Mm -hmm. It's just you're using pre-existing knowledge, and the whole sea could change tomorrow. Yeah. You know, let's say Nintendo comes out and they say, you know what? Screw it. We're not in the video game business anymore. Who knows? No. I don't know. It could all happen. That's going to do it for Frame Trap. Thank you oh. to my guest, Michael Huber, and Brandon Jones, who hasn't been on in a long time. I really enjoyed That's having right. you we been at. Love yeah. it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you guys added a lot. Sorry what I didn't bring doing?
2: more. I've been playing a lot lately.
0: It's okay. You know what? We're still at almost three hours with you only bringing one game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everybody who watched. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, we are on patreon.com slash easy allies. That is the best place to go to get more information about us. And if you want to send in your emails and your weird dreams and your vindictive call outs, please email askeasyallies at gmail.com. Is, is that a segment? Vindictive, vindictive callouts. Vindictive call outs. I don't know. That could turn bad very yeah, quickly. Oh, well, yeah. But. No. Yeah, the, the tone of this it was, was right. was funny, yeah. The, the tone yeah, yeah, yeah. of this is right. Let's exactly. set a precedent here. This was
2: a friendly, vindictive yeah, call-out. Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh,
2: I, love, I love the anger for what you chose as your two favorite game. Oh, you like that game more than that game? Yeah. You know, it's not like I said this game was bad. No. It's not like I'm telling somebody not to play some game. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I think I would play that game first and the second.
1: <laughs>
0: you can clearly see three winky faces after Busted. <laughs> busted. He there was no anger there. The three winky faces If you are going to send a vindictive email and don't include three <laughs> winky faces after busting, it will not be read right on this show. Thank you everybody. Until next time.